The Where's My 40 Acres podcast is recorded in front of a ratchet studio audience. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Where's My 40 Acres Podcast. It's your host, Phenom. I'm here with Tuan and Deidre. It is another Wednesday. And I don't know what the hell we're supposed to be talking about. You know, I was about to answer you the same thing, man, because, yeah, what has been happening? <laughs> Hold on. I don't know what is going on. Oh wow. Um, okay. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I thought you was in the kitchen dicing. I was like, yo, DJ's making a snack. You're getting a salad ready, man. DJ's what are y'all talking about? <laughs> Did you am I the only way here? Like, no, it sounded like a pepper grinder almost. It definitely sounded like Dyson. I was like, she is like supreme chef right been now. Sitting here waiting for y'all to start like everybody else. Wait, we got an audience? Don't we? Tomorrow we I hope will. So. We just talking to ourselves. I mean it's still an audience when they hear it. Here's the thing though. Will we be different from a lot of other podcasts if we were podcasting and not actually talking to anybody? I feel you. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying shady shit, but I'm shading shit. I'm just saying. It's like that. <laughs> podcast without an audience first. Then you'll get an audience, hopefully podcast game sucks well, regardless I've been sitting here there's no pepper shaker on this desk one day we're gonna figure now, out who this ghost host is cause I, I'm that hungry nigga. though <laughs> wow that's all it took yeah that's all it took that's man. all it took pepper shaker that's sad that's sad how's that sad man I don't, I don't why why immediately I mean you got a kitchen don't you yeah, but I can't go to it right now because then you'll be like, why this nigga got a pepper shaker? <laughs> that, depends, that depends on what you do when you get in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what's going on. Like, if I go to my kitchen, ain't nobody going to hear me. But if I go to my kitchen, I'm, it's going to take me a long time to come back because I'm all the way upstairs. Yeah, you, you, you gone. Yeah. And then I might trip and fall down the steps trying to run up or down it and break my neck. And then there won't be any more where's my 40 acres. I mean, we wouldn't know about that at the point. We would just keep talking. So I, this episode would still go out. And that's what friends are for. Wait, how would the episode go <laughs> out, though? Because I'm the one recording. It would just keep recording after y'all got off. Like, it'll, it'll go off. We'll, we'll, we'll figure a way to put it out as a memorial. Wow. To you. Wow. Right, because you would say the show would go, bus go on. That's what you would say. That is what I would. Do you know me? Is that, is that what I would say? Yep. At least that's I what I would hope somebody knows you. At least that's what I'm gonna say at the funeral. I'm about to it's say it's gonna sound great. I'm not <laughs> it gonna, might that be true, but it's gonna sound wonderful. I ain't gonna lie. At least once a month I go. Do I want a forty acres anymore? At least once a month. Just one. Just once. Man. Yeah, it's it's usually a rough week where I'm just really fucking tired. And then I'll think about it later. I'll be like, I don't know why I was having that thought, because then I wouldn't be able to talk to my peoples every week. You know what? I kind of feel you on that, man, because there are times where I'd be like, I don't feel like doing this. 
and then as soon as we as soon as we get on we start talking like it goes away it's like oh cool i'm just hanging out with my friends i'm telling you man it's just you be tired you just be tired from life and shit and this is just my way of escaping all of that bullshit plus it's not like i be talking the shit i talk with y'all to people's at work and stuff and the only other person close enough to the conversations that we have that i talk to regularly is ashley and she's not as ratchet as y'all so it's not a full degree 40 acres conversation but it is still pleasant because it's Ashley. It's a different I guess you better say that shit's pleasant, nigga. She not going to hear me anyway. <laughs> she don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> like, she ain't going to hear me talking uh, shit. You did you go text her. Brady said you ain't pleasant. Uh, we wouldn't have our text group either, which is life some days. <laughs> all the stuff we can't it, talk about it, bruh i'm telling you you know what i will if if y'all are willing to pay 99 dollars per episode i will start a podcast talking about the shit that we privately discuss in our text groups y'all gotta pay though because it's, it's gonna be some people coming after us and i got i gotta have money to hide <laughs> i'm gonna need to buy security cameras to mount outside a doorbell oh. with a camera in it. Oh, that'd be, that'd be hilarious, man. It would be something. Yeah, it'd be, it definitely be niggas coming for us. Which is funny because some of the people that we be discussing sometimes, like, it ain't like they don't be talking shit. <laughs> so it's like, uh, but when it's about you, it's different. That's kind of how the internet works. That's how social media works. It's cool to talk about other people till you being talked about. Then you like, fuck you though, nigga. I have feelings. I mean, hey. Shit was all it funny just a is. week ago. <laughs> it is what it is, man. It goes how it goes. Again, that's why I, that's why I just stay out the group, though. I do. I, I will say this. After this week, though, I have to send. Nope, no, I ain't gonna say that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Like he, he was about to, he was, he was about was to about wade to, through the water of ratchet. Yeah, I was about to say something. But I was like, man, people, somebody gonna put two or two together. Well, I was about to say eight. Wait, let, hold up, hold up. A plus B equals calculus. Mm, I figured it out. <laughs> I know who they talk about. So, so I was gonna not even gonna worry about that like that. I'm so glad I saved this screenshot from 2004 because now I can use this to figure out the laws and the physics of social media and uh, talking about people. These sub, these sub potting niggas. Let me, let me figure this out. I can figure this out. So not to mention, man, it ain't really shit going on in, in my world. Like it ain't shit going on. Didn't you say, um, something along the lines of you had a screener and it got canceled. Which screener? When did I, when did I say it? It depends. Oh, that was low-key flex um no I, 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 not at all i wasn't i swear to god i wasn't flexing <laughs> i was not flexing Either. at all i got i got so many d drugs you gotta be <laughs> like, this is, nigga this god, month, this month like, has been i ain't paid for, pay for moving 14 gears <laughs> you know like, what that's all i do you know what i don't care you know what? fuck it it was a flex <laughs> fuck it i flexed i flex zone i don't know why you lying i, I flex, like i flex that was zone the flex um <laughs> No, you said Toy Story 4. Oh, no, that didn't didn't get canceled. I went to that. I definitely went to see that. No, I can't wait for Toy Story 4, man. so fucking funny, dog. It's so good. I haven't seen any of them. Oh, Deidre, you have to go. 
You have me hold a hold a time out, time out. Mm, here we time. go. Mm. Time out. You're not surprised though, for real. Come on, Tawan. You're not surprised. I mean, I don't, yes, know, no. I don't know why he is. Yeah, I am. I am. I am. Why? Here we go. The first Toy Story came out in 1995. It did. Sure. <laughs> 1995. 19... 90s of five. Okay, I was in like eighth grade. Cross colors were still in. People had slap bracelets. It was a wonderful time. So you telling me from 1995 in 24 years... I don't know what my, any no, of those oh, things no, had to do... What math am I doing? Is that the math? With Toy Story. I don't know, because I ain't that fucking old. Golly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because 2019, yeah, man, it's been... 24 years? 24 years since the first movie came out. And you have never seen a Toy Story. You ain't never nope. come across it on TV. If I, if I tell you right now, if I say Buzz Lightyear, that means nothing to you. Racist. I mean, I know the character, but I don't... That's pretty much the extent of it. Can you name me two characters Wow. off of Toy Story? Don't fall for this trap, dude. Just a trap. It's, it's really not because there's nothing I can say. Like, that's why I say it's a trap because he know you can't, but he know that there's two main characters from Toy just, Story. No, I don't okay. know why you're trying so, to make all the suspense. Toy Story. I've, we've we've talked about this how many oh, years man. of how many movies I have not seen. Why is this man. a uh, why is this a surprise? The answer is always all of them because it's a classic. To there's a lot of classics I, feel, I have seen. Have you seen Lion King? That's coming out this summer. Yes, I've seen Lion King. Okay. I mean, you, you said it like I'm supposed to automatically assume that. Like I'm. No, I just said yes. I've seen Lion King. I think she said it like she frustrated with you giving her the third degree about a Disney Pixar classic. That's what I think. I heard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm There's saying, tons of Toy- classics I have not seen. Toy Story is an amazing movie. Each one hits the heartstrings. Third one had me crying. Got friend in me. Look, uh, sing the songs all the time, man. Oh, okay. I was I was terrified when Sid was up there messing with the toys. You'll be mm-hmm. pleasantly surprised by it. I told y'all about the time I went to Disney store and they asked me who my favorite Disney character was, and I told them Lotso, and the girl just stared at me. Lotso is the Lotso bear in the third the, one. He's the he's the bad guy from the third he's, movie. He's not just the bad guy. He literally tries to kill all of the toys in Toy Story Three. Yeah. By dumping yeah, them yeah. into like an incinerator at a a fucking uh, garbage disposal place. No, I mean, like I be mean, like I was in the theater crying, like with little kids. Like they saved Kid. Lotso, and then Lotso straight up pulled a fuck you niggas though, and left them there to I, die. Oh, dog, and he was like, "Peace, man, niggas." I, Look, I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm sitting here right now. I'm welling up right now. Just think about it. I'm moment. assuming that he didn't kill him because there's a four. Yeah, he, uh, clearly. Yeah, he definitely didn't yeah. because there's a fourth one. Nine years later, by the way. So he, but, I mean, are there new toys or? There are new. There's always toys. new toys. Yeah, they always add new toys. I mean, it's some new to toys. each one, but it's the same ones as well. Now, some of them didn't come back because there are so voice actors who died. No, he didn't kill him. No. He didn't die either. Yo, Lasso was oh. a gangster dog. Like. What kind of toy is Lotso? A teddy bear. Like, like a, a teddy snuggle bear. bear. Like like one of them uh them fabric softener bears. So in the in the first movie you get to, you get you get the toys and they're being played with by a boy named Andy. They're all owned by Andy. Oh god, here he goes. When, definitely when Andy is there, when Andy is there, he you know, they're just toys when he when he's not there, they come to life. <laughs> they have a whole hierarchy and everything like that. 
the whole thing is that this new toy Buzz Lightyear comes in to mess up the hierarchy that Woody has established. Hierarchy? Uh, yeah, hierarchy. The toys? I don't know what Twan's yes. talking about. It is. He's doing a whole lot, dog. It's a new toy that comes in, and Woody is Andy's and favorite and, toy, and, and, and now and, Buzz Lightyear and, and is Andy's favorite toy. The hierarchy. I'm just like acting like this. Is Nigga, not the, you talking? Truth. You talking to niggas listening to this podcast, bro? Like they thinking about kings and queens and shit and pyramids. They're like, bro, is it slave toys and shit? Like you done added a whole nother depth to this conversation. It really ain't I'm that sorry, deep. Man. It's 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 my degrees coming through. I have to use. Woody is selfish, dog. He just selfish as fuck. He like Andy is my kid. That's all it is. Same shit through all the films. But uh, the damn, the second one, they go into like, because you get to know the relationship between the 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 toys and, and the kid they're with, the owner, basically. So the second one, you start to see what happens when like a kid loses, I mean, a toy loses their owner or the owner grows up and doesn't play with the toy anymore. And then that shit just starts pulling on your heartstrings. Not really. That's what happens for the next three films, actually. It is, the next three films are all about what happens when I, I either know, a kid like, loses know, a toy what, or a kid gets tired of playing with you a toy. Because you, you can relate to that and everything like that. Y'all can see it, stuff, man. Like, the emotional impact of Toy Story is wonderful. I'm not saying it's not. I Definitely. love the Toy Story movies. I think they are the some of the greatest animations that we will have in existence of us ever watching Cartoon films. That's great. I, you know what? I think Toy Story could go down as one of the greatest movie series. I mean, why hasn't it at this point? What is they made better? All three of them are good. Four, but yes, all four, four all four of them are really, really good films. Like well, four hasn't come out yet. You've just seen four. A bunch of people no, saw we, four we, with us though, and we already Wait. know it's good. So four's out. Four comes four out goes up Friday. It officially comes out tomorrow, but they've been screening it for like three weeks. Like I also, didn't even I wasn't even one of the first groups that got to see it. I was like the one of the last ones that got to see it. It's already it already has like hundred and thirty reviews from critics, from official critics on Rotten Tomatoes, and only like two negative ones. I think it has like a ninety eight percent Rotten Tomatoes rating. There's this Toy Story doesn't have a bad film because they the stories are endearing, the characters are all likable, the voice acting work. You know what I noticed? The voice acting work is not the thing that sells Toy Story films. Unlike a bunch of other cartoons from DreamWorks and Pixar and what is the uh, illumination, like they tell you, they name all the voice actors that are involved in the project. And then after they name all 30 famous voice actors that are involved in the project, they give you the title of the cartoon. Toy Story don't tell you who doing the voice of nobody. They, they, they do not do that for the advertisers. They just be like, look, it's another Toy Story movie. Yeah. Now they showed now this one they showed a bunch of actors, but they didn't show like this actor or so and so. They just like this actor's in the movie. They've been doing and marketing course, that way, but they haven't done a list like at the end of the yeah. field, like Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, uh, Christina Hendricks, Ali Mackey, Key and Peele, Keanu Reeves. Like they haven't done that for this film. You just hear people's and voices really and you go, "Oh, I know that is." Of the um, like it just it's one of those stories that just is well written all the way down. So even this, like every toy, like you, you feel an emotional attachment to. Like it's not just you're mm. like this thing is is happening. Like you, you feel it, and a lot of movies miss that. They don't do character development, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Toy Story does character. Toy Story has distinct characters that are toys that you might have played with as a child or a memorable, and you can connect with on that way, and it gave them personalities. 
you know, like taking Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, because I never had a cowboy doll, and I never had a space doll, and I never had a T-Rex. But I definitely had a Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. I definitely had a Slinky. You know, even stuff like lamps that are kind of childlike lamps and stuff are counted yeah. as toys. And, you know... Even, uh, when they were doing the plans on the Etch-A-Sketch. <laughs> right, I had an Etch-A-Sketch. Race cars, the race cars alive, stuff like that. You know, and even to the point in the third one where they like the Snuggles Bear was, uh, you know, I was like, I didn't, I never really thought of that as a toy, but now that I, I guess, I guess that is a toy because it is a stuffed animal. I just always thought of it as a commercial bear, but that's yeah. kind of the way they took it. It was like fabric softener. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I can't think of all the time I had another movie who has done, who has had four movies and everyone has been good. To me, it's not about four. I'll, I'll, I'll limit it to three. As long as you've had three and they've consistently been all just as good as the last one or very very close to the last one that's and that's not just in i'm not even talking about just cartoons but even if i was to limit it to be like cartoons name me a trilogy in the cartoon <clears throat> cinematic universe I, I, I can't do it I mean, I mean like i think um surprisingly and i just got hip to this series but um how to train your dragon i think is very oh yeah dra- underappreciated very good movie yeah those all three of those are they're they're really good they're underappreciated and i didn't watch them for a long time so i'd say those but i can't think of another another one uh kung fu panda has good movies uh kung fu panda has good movies but like are they as good as the first one like are do they really pull on your heart and stuff like the first one did no the, the this the second one was all right the third one was better but not, you know, at the point where, especially when they're point where they were making just a lot of movies, because like, hey, you know, we got kids are going to watch the fuck out of this, <laughs> or you know, families are just going to go. Um, those are a couple movies that stand the test of time. But yeah, so it, outside of Pixar, I would say like How to Train Your Dragon is probably one of the best animated series out there. I mean, they're gonna add sequels to the like they're doing Frozen too, and I think Frozen one is is highly overrated, but. You know, when we get into these next ones, like yeah. Dory is good, Finding Nemo is good. So that's a series that if you can buy both of them together, that's perfect. How to Train Your Dragon, I would tell you definitely to get all three. Toy Story, I de- definitely you have to get all four films because it's one long story. Dog. It's I'm, not. I'm, it's, it's a twenty-four year long story that they have done with that I'm, series. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the Blu-ray box set for all four. Yeah, it's coming. So the rest of them, this, though, they I feel just like this will be the last movie. It. You know what? You know, with the way I I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring another one. Here's here's the thing with the way it ends, it should absolutely be the last one because it did something that the third one didn't do. It came full circle. Like I never, I felt like the third one was, had a really good ending and it was a happy moment. It's like, Oh, the toys found a new home with another little girl named Bonnie. And I like Bonnie. She's cute. And Bonnie is in the new one. Like, that's great, but it when you watch this one, you'll see what I mean that it completely came full circle with how it ends. And I'm like, okay, they don't need to do any more now. There does not need to be a Toy Story Five. This needs to be it. Twenty four years is enough for any series, but this series has been at the top of its game for twenty four years. So yeah. I, let's end it here. I mean, like people have grown up watching it and are taking their kids. You know, that's that's the craziness. When we were in the theater. The uh, they had an announcer, and the announcer guy goes, he he goes, gosh, man. So it's been like what nine? These are characters that we all love, right? 
these are some of our favorite cartoon characters, right? Like the last movie came out in what, 2010? Everybody remember that one? And I looked around the audience. I'm like, none of these kids were born in 2010. <laughs> it's a bunch of fucking six and seven year olds in here. Yeah, they they have watched it because their parents own it. Like, you know, what I mean? they, it's at the house. It has been played multiple times. That's pretty much it. That's, that's, that's their memory of watching that movie. Yeah, a lot of them did not see any other previous Toy Story film in theaters. No. And the ones who did remember seeing a previous Toy Story film in theaters are now driving cars by themselves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how long yeah, it's been. Like, yeah, because if you went when you were, if you went when you were nine, you were, you were 14 now. If you went when you were, you know, like, like... No, if I you mean, went when you were five, no, you're 14 years. Year. Yeah, nine you, years. If I you went when, five years. No, it's nine. If you went when you were nine, Ooh. you're 18 now. You are an it adult. Was nine years. 2010. That's you were an crazy. adult. That's crazy that it's been that long. Yeah. It's been a fucking minute, dog. So, yeah. Like, we, 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 Toy Story films are so good that you, you, you will see a new one thinking, man, I just saw the other one like uh, 15 years ago. Huh. You know, and the only other series that I think has been able to do that are is Dory and Incredibles. I actually think Incredibles 2 is better than the first Incredibles. That's my opinion. But, but and each of those are only two though. It is only two. But it was it was what 14 years in between both the Incredibles yeah. or something like that. I th- honestly I think Incredibles 2 is better than the first one because I like that the story is more centered around the mother and it shows how much better of a hero she is. And then Jack Jack it's just amazing and incredible too. He is fucking hilarious. Having all the power. <laughs> My man is just trying out all his powers. Like I'm, I'm, I thought that shit was, his scenes are great. I wanted that shirt Samuel Jackson was wearing when they did the behind the scenes where it had all the little Jack Jack faces on it, but each one was his different powers. So fire Jack Jack, invisible Jack Jack, ice Jack Jack. That shit was great. Yeah, there's this whole there's like there's articles compared to like how many powers does Jack Jack really have? Bro, he's got like twenty five hundred different powers. It's ridiculous, and he he doesn't know how to control them, but yet can control them. So, yeah, Toy Story four is great. Everybody go see it. Uh, I I didn't I don't feel like I needed to tell people who love Toy Story or were going to see it that anyway. Because what else are you gonna go see this weekend? Child's Play? You gonna go see another movie about a toy? That's <laughs> 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 fucking demonic. They, uh, the, the two, the two, uh, two movies that are the far, far spectrum of toys, complete ends of the <laughs> spectrum, and like Child's Play, they wouldn't even give oh, us a screener for it, so that's a bad sign. That's that's a, when they don't give you a screener. I just got back from Annabelle comes home. Okay, like they they did a screener for that, but they won't do a screener for Child's Play. Okay, it's terrible. It must be really really bad. So, and I just what I was just movie? which one. The Anna movie? No, there's Anna, which is about... There are going to be two theaters in... There are going to be two movies in theaters at the same time. One called Annabelle and one called Anna. Uh, And, like, Anna is, like... I don't know Annabelle. I know Anna is the one... The hip hip girl. Yeah. Yeah. Anna is, like, like Lucy... And that was that... Was that... Salt. That Sparrow shit with Jennifer Morgan or something like that? Red Sparrow, Lucy, Salt, uh, The Losers... (laughs) It's just like it's the same thing they do every time. Same movie. And you know what's bad? Like they could actually make a film ultra like ultra ultra violent or something like that. The one with Charlize Theron last year where she was basically like rough bond. They could make a film with a female assassin 
and stick with it, but they don't because they make the same mistakes every time. They underdevelop the character. They don't have a very yeah. good story, and it it just and at some point it turns into her having to overcome some powerful guy, and it's like yeah, and it but it's fuck, stupid. Dog? Like she's it's, an assassin for a reason. Yeah, like or or she's being she's been manipulated the entire time by a dude. You know, yeah, it's just. You set all this stuff up to make it look a badass, and then you do something to make it seem like, okay, is she an idiot? Gosh, like, women are so silly, aren't they? <laughs> like, what? No, they're not actually. They're God. This is, and this is why this is where Men in Black fucked up at International. They should have had to be about the two women. It should have been about Emma Thompson and Tessa building a relationship together within the MIB, but that's not what they did. They stuck up with Chris Hemsworth oh. because women love Chris Hemsworth. I don't blame y'all, but. That ultimately that, helped uh, the film tank. That uh, Hollywood Reporter article about the behind the scenes of that movie mm-hmm. and how it started and how it fell like, apart. When they, even when it, everybody was like, you know, they had a good script that was like playing into like immigration issues and stuff like that. And then uh, the, the guy, I think one of the producers, I think he produced the first one just jumped in and was like no fuck it i'm taking over <laughs> and they said f gary gray wanted to leave like a yeah. few times like he was yeah. fed up because the producer was doing so much that's sad so also um dj don't feel don't feel bad about not seeing toy story i've never seen a godfather film nigga they listen you heard that reaction right i have for y'all listening i have never seen a Godfather film. You know why? Because there are 50 million Italian gangster films that came out around that time. I've seen all the other ones except The Godfather. I've Godfather, never seen you Godfather. I wasn't it. Godfather, you will appreciate it. The, especially just the first two. Don't watch three. See, always. The first, How many are there? Three. Three. Three is horrible. But they're just, whether you like, like, like the whole Godfather mafioso, like if you whether you like that or not, the first two are just great movies. They just great films. Um, I mean, and they did a very. I mean, I read the book too, and they did a very good job of sticking with that. But they're just great films. With uh, between you got what um, um. God, I, why am I fucking up names? Out? Like oh, Al Pacino's in it, doing great. Robert De Niro's in the second one, amazing. Like this is this is the movies that 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 helped them make their names. They were just it's just great films. You should sit down and watch it. I've listen. I've been told I mean, this amazing. Give, give, give yourself give yourself like six hours. I know. That's why I haven't done it yet because I don't have the dedication in my heart to sit down and do that right now. Quick question though: Is Robert De Niro playing an Irish person or an Italian person? Italian. Mm-hmm. Of course. Because the first one the first one sets up the family um with Al Pacino playing Michael, the youngest son. Michael Corleone. Uh, who went to you know, he went to the army. No, I don't know because uh, I've sure. never seen it. Well, sure. he, went, he, he went to the army, so the first thing's coming back is getting married. His father is 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 the godfather. Marlon so you Brando. Get to see him like kind of doing business and stuff like that. Is there an still living? Marlon Brando? I don't is he still alive? So. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <clears throat> he might be dead. I don't know though. So you know, you see Michael get 
slowly kind of pulled he was away from the family he get slowly kind of pulled into the the uh, the family by circumstances and then you see like him leaving the country and then the second one you see like um you actually see how he be- how like Marlon Brando's character became the godfather and that's the part that Robert De Niro plays uh Marlon Brando is absolutely dead he was dead before we discovered Toy Story he died in like <laughs> 2000 no my bad my bad excuse me he died in 2004 not 1994 he died in 2004. I was going to say, man, like, I didn't think it was that early. No, nah, he died in 2004, though. Born in 1924, died in 2004. Look at he, look at that. Died on a even number. Was that 80? What? Was he 80? He was 80. No. I was, saying he, I was saying he was is, born on 24 and he died on the 4. Is Godfather still on Netflix? I don't know. I think it is. Everything's on Netflix at this point. Yeah. I may, I may, I may Keisha sit down and watch it. I'm like, you gonna watch the damn movie? You made her. Yes, I Fight back, Keisha. Don't let him do that. She watched that shit. Deidre. Yes. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) What happened? What I do? Nothing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You think I'm about to ask you some ratchet, don't you? Of course. I'm not though. It was a serious question, but now I'm trying to come up with some ratchet because I I don't feel like I don't feel like my question's gonna live up to the hype. Um, no, I just want to ask you how far are you in Jessica Jones because I haven't started at all. Um, episode. This is about episode five. Okay, how is it? So I mean, Trish is being Trish, but that's what we wanted. That's that's what we expected. Like as as I was gonna say as expected, but. Um, so far, actually, so far, so good. Splish splash, uh, Trish trash. <laughs> I expect, yeah, this. so far, so good. So, um, good, uh, yeah. I saw a picture of that. Uh, what's the girl's name? Uh, Kristen, whatever. She, uh, I can't know why I can't Kristen. remember her last name. Oh, the girl who plays Jessica Jones, yeah, I can't remember her last name is for some reason. But she uh she posted a picture of the actress that plays Trish running like in a ninja looking ass hoodie suit. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow, she looks terrible running in that suit. It looks very Trish. Yeah, you know, she is um she has powers now. Mm-hmm. Cause she played hacky sack in the elevator before the la- the end of the last season, so Yeah, and she had to own, you know, like she said, she told Jessica she had to own her skills she had to train um and it shows of course her training um but hmm. if she ain't trained so far, with, i mean it's not bad so far if she ain't trained with daredevil i don't believe it so yeah she oh no she yeah i don't believe she it. could do a backflip now she thinks she's a ninja yay Just which is she... funny because she dresses like what uh <laughs> what she dresses like Daredevil with the little bootleg uh, shirt mask. <laughs> See, nope. Mm-mm. You are not an Ninja Turtle now. Nope. She surely does. Who but, gives um... a fuck about a backflip when Jessica Jones can literally fly? Like, who gives a fuck about a backflip? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, no, I'm not going to say nothing. Yeah, but, no, um... no, because I haven't watched it yet, man. Yeah, I'm not going to say I'm, anything. I'm, I was waiting for everyone else to watch it. So they could get through the weekend, so they'd all shut the fuck up. Because oh, generally, see, what I haven't seen is, anybody talk about it, which I'm happy. I did, uh, not spoiler anything. Spoiler is just 
Oh, Trish, 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 Trish. And I kept thinking to myself, were y'all watching last season? Because she was oh, I did terrible say that, last but, season. You know, it's just that natural habit. Like, oh, Trish, you're so annoying. Uh, Trish annoys me. You gotta get it out. Yeah, she got to get it out at least once. She wasn't going to become a better person when she got superpowers. She's definitely going to become no, worse. But you just still, it's just naturally, you just have to get it out to say, oh, Trish is annoying. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I haven't, I haven't watched Punisher either. The, the second one? Season two. Yep. I haven't watched it. Oh, that one was. I got to remember. Uh, that's not a good sign. Um, if that one wasn't bad, that's not a good uh, sign either. It wasn't bad. Hmm. I mean, it goes how it goes. So, it yeah, it just kind of. But um, wow, uh, wow, Tuan, while listening to Reply All today, bro, I realized I really, really am. I might be too techy to listen to them try to figure out problems because I definitely figured that shit out as soon as he presented the issue. And then I yeah, sat. I'm not surprised. And then I sat and I listened to them go through the ridiculous troubleshooting that they went through to try to replicate it. And I was like, "This is like the the other host. I'm more the other host that just was like, you know how mechanics when they get your car, they so so so. I was like, I know exactly where he's going. I know exactly where he's going with this metaphor because they did a whole bunch of shit that they did not need to do to fix this guy's problem. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm still the, the people that they got to make these little fake podcasts. That was the best part. <laughs> that was the uh, best part. So, Deidre, in this episode of Reply All, they had a guy who was trying to play 99% Invisible uh, podcast on his radio in his car, but every time he played it, it would the the radio player would just shut itself off. It would freeze and oh. it would shut off. Now, immediately, I knew what the glitch? issue was. It, it's it's a glitch. I won't tell y'all what the glitch is. You got to go listen to the episode. But I immediately figured it out. It's, it's like because I, I looked at it and I was like, I know what the problem is because I'm a nerd. <laughs> and they go through trying to figure it out. But one of the ways they try to figure it out is they need to the host, of course, wants to replicate the issue. And the only way he can think to replicate the issue is to try to come up is to create other mock podcasts to test in this guy's car. But the way he does it is is he goes and he gets other popular podcasters from like NPR and PRX and Radiotopia and Netflix to make mock podcast episodes with him. So like Sarah Koenig, Sarah Koenig does one. Just to see if the glitch happens with their podcast? Yes, but it's all about the type of podcast they make, too. They they don't just make any old podcast episode. They actually come up with an idea for an episode, and then he gets these popular hosts to come in, and they create oh. the podcast. That sounds like, that sounds like a lot. It is, but it's funny. Like, it's, like you list, like, one of them was uh, a Netflix chef, a popular uh, Netflix show having chef, and they got her, and the guy was like, his other host was so upset. He was like, she actually did a fucking podcast episode with you and taught you how to cook. And like, he's like, yeah, just for just for <laughs> my podcast. Yeah, but taught how to cook by using greater than, less than, or equal to. Yes. Wow. But <laughs> so she was like, you need more than one egg, but less than three eggs. Like, <laughs> he said, she. He was like, well, how many eggs exactly? She said, how many breasts do you have, or something like that? And he was like, more than that. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was so. 
Because it was just, it was, it was needlessly like overkill. Yes, it was unnecessarily too much. Did he have the the woman from Serial up there? He had Sarah. Yeah, Sarah Kane. Sarah. Yeah. He had her do the uh, the parental, the parenthetical one or whatever, where she kept interrupting herself. (laughs) Like at first, I was like, "What does parenthetical mean?" or whatever the word was, and then she started talking, and I was like, "Oh, I get it." I get it. It's like throwing quotation. It's like throwing quotation fingers in the middle of a sentence where you've already thrown quotation fingers. So your story never gets started. It just keeps trailing off. But the way she oh. did it was so Sarah Koenig. It sounded like her normal talking thing. Like you, if you listen to an episode of Serial, she does that. Uh, I mean, it just it just was. Is that the new me. episode? The new episode? No, it's not a new episode. It's um, it was an older one that I I had just. I just it's I just scrolled back and it was um what it was called the name it was the name of the guy who does it's the it's the Roman Mazda virus I think it came out That's in the name of the episode what what what's the date on it oh hold up bring up my phone real quick I mean it's like it's like two or three episodes behind because they um they no, only they put out their podcast it's pretty far back because I just kind of clicked the scroller and let it go and then I landed mm. on it I thought I they did. only do their they only do their episodes twice uh, every two weeks. Now they do. Yeah, they pushed it back. So, so they do it's, 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 one, it's, it's, on, it's number 140. And they're only on 143. Yeah, but their numbers aren't in order. Either that or mine, they aren't in order. Because they're bringing back older oh, episodes. Because it was, it was the one. It, it aired on the April 11th. Yes. Yeah, it is 140. It's 140. The Roman Mars Mazda virus. Mm. It's one of those podcasts that you just put on. You just randomly just put anyone on, and you'll be uh, entertained. Like, yeah, there was one. It's uh, very the, well hosted. Uh, the founder is great. The email one is that the email one? No, no, that's the one where it's just them talking about this dude. The dude who um, he made this. He made this cold. His name is Paul Leroux. Mm-hmm. He made this code that was that's, that like that was used greatly uh, in the early tech stuff, right? Um, but he kind of put it out there for free, and everybody used it. He didn't really get nothing from it. Right. So then he started putting on this tech stuff together, and literally almost became like a dictator. And I mean, and I don't mean like oh he ran a business. Oh, I mean no, he was he was hiring people to get hit. He was working with foreign na- nations to <laughs> to. Uh, to take over stuff. Oh, like is, uh, that got serious he, fast. He went he went from <laughs> tech person to global FBI was like, nah nigga, you can't be doing this. Uh, what? Calm down, sir. <laughs> Calm uh, down, sir. <laughs> it's not that uh, serious. Negative negative Mount Pleasant is another cool one because they talk about it starts with this small town and you had this small town and you and you get to hear like they're recorded, like their little town hall meetings. And but then uh it becomes a place where uh this big tech company wanted to come in, was gonna build a factory there. Mm-hmm. And it was Trump trying to use them, being like, we're getting this big factory and all this stuff. But how the their own city council, who they see all the time, kind of manipulated them to get something and now the town is been trumped. Yeah. <laughs> and none of, and none of them 
like when they were asking questions about it, because they were like, we pretty much know what it is. And then we're, and they were asking questions about it. They were, none of them were giving the right answers. They weren't doing any of that stuff. And then people like, cause they were like, people were coming in and trying to buy their land. And it's, let's say if like land was going for like 2000 an acre, right? Mm-hmm. These people were coming in offering like 10 to, to buy their land. Mm-hmm. And everybody knew each other. So they started talking to each other, like what's going on, what's going on. Everybody, you know, so they're trying to buy this land to get this thing. But then they were like, is this going to actually bring jobs to us? Is this going to actually no. bring money? And they, and then the, the company, the government, the, the local government started promising them all these subsidies so they didn't have to so everything's coming out of the taxpayer and none of the people wanted it and then even when people refused to sell they started just changing laws and being like nope you're gonna lose your you're gonna lose your land which they've been doing that to middle land america forever and these people keep keep falling for that stuff the promises of bringing becker Bring back our jobs. They keep promising and it was, and they that shit. It, it never happens. And the, and the greatest, the greatest thing about it is like none, of, none of the townspeople wanted it. It was just like the four people on the city council. Of course, because they were getting. But that's like this same thing happened. They were the ones getting it because everybody else was like, "No, this like we need more information. You just can't be out here saying like this is what's going to happen." I want to say this happened this in stuff. Detroit. I want to say something similar to this happened in Detroit. Which led to the like water issue stuff. Like, there was a documentary mm-hmm. about it, and they were like the people that, and these were black people on the council, but they were getting paid like five hundred thousand million dollars to allow stuff to pass through that was allowing industries to come in, and then that and they ended up fucking with those people's water. And they were like, y'all aren't doing anything about this, and come to find out, they weren't doing anything about it because it was making like five hundred thousand dollars on top. They started wow. going through people's records and they they seen all of these like just blank check type investments coming into them. There's like a documentary about it something because it was because it was like one of the people that they thought represented them. And it was mm-hmm. like, nah, once they start paying them niggas off to make decisions, I'm telling you, because that's the same shit that they was doing in that fucking crime town shit with with all of the mayors in Detroit. Oh, I saw speaking of that, I saw that the uh Kwame, mm-hmm. the girl, the the lady that uh he was text messaging and stuff. Mm-hmm. I saw her in Target Sunday. No, you didn't. She out? Yeah. What she get like five years? <laughs> she got like probation and stuff, oh, but she you know she time? got disbarred and all. That woman so, was stupid. They got her huh? on there. They got that one. They got her on there too. And I love the way they edit Crime Town because they don't they don't make these people sound stupid. These people say shit. That later on, when they edit all of the story together, you realize how stupid they are. <laughs> like it's really like I with mean, them talking to Kwame's dad and talking to Kwame himself and talking to Kwame, the girl, the girl he was the woman he was messing with. Oh, this they, oh, it, yeah, she was in Target, and I didn't realize it was her until my friend um, Jamila was like, "Girl, you know who in front of?" <laughs> she's that's an awkward looking woman looking, too. I said, "No, Nick." Yeah, she's she's you yeah, can pick her. her out of a crowd. She has a very distinguishing face. It's not Yeah, and she's she's pretty tall too. Mm-hmm. Um, she looked tall. Tall and light skin. But um yeah, um I think she only got probation. I don't think she or maybe if she did get jail time it wasn't a whole lot, but um Kwame was wild. But... No, they hit Kwame with them fucking racketeering charges, dog, and like 
Oh, yeah. There was a whole dead right. with, uh, Rico charges. They hit yes, nigga. Like all, like the R and oh, I, yeah. the C and the O, nigga. Well, they like, had a whole dead stripper in his mansion. No, they never, they oh. never, they never proved that. They never found anything to prove that. There was no like they did that. Uh, the first part of that, the whole whole first part of that podcast is them talking to so many people involved in that story, and they cannot tell where it originated from, and they could never find any evidence that he was actually involved in it, even from her side of doing the investigation. And they had cops who went in and were like investigating that case hardcore and they just could not pin it on him or find, or, or even relative, like related to an incident that happened. They just didn't have any fucking proof that a party actually mm-hmm. happened in that government facility <laughs> when they fucking mm-hmm. threw it at I still take that as a grain of salt. I mean, hey, I'm just I'm just listening because I didn't know shit about it. I'm just listening to it. I'm like, well, get to the details. Grain of salt. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna to, I'm gonna have to listen now because I still don't know nothing. I about just it. remember, I remember, I remember all the foolishness of Kwame, and I remember people from fucking Detroit telling me all the foolishness of fucking Kwame. So, but he wasn't um, even the first one that was foolish. Like that's why I like Crime Town because they start in the '70s with the first man. Right. And they show you that these that the amount of black family they had like black gangster families involved in this politics shit with these mayors. They was talking to the drug dealers, everybody that was involved. I mean, that was pretty much anyway. Because I mean, like they had all of this. Like our, I'm saying our, like I claim really, really claim Atlanta, but the former um, mayor now that just uh, left, like you know, he about to get all souped up too with a whole bunch of. Charges and stuff that's about to come up real, real soon. I mean, that's dirty, really what happened. They I dirty. just remember Kwame because Kwame has been, you know, that was 2008. So, yeah, I just remember all of that that stuff with that. And then, and plus, too, because you know, he was one like even like our little former mayor, like you know, the whole thing of uh, having like you know, hip hop and you know, stuff like that. He was supposed to be the hip one, the hip hop mayor is is the way mm-hmm. Kwame handled it. And they try to make it seem like Kwame ain't know no better because he was young. No, that nigga was ignorant, cocky, and hotep as fuck sounding. Yeah, he just, he, he, he brash, he blunt, he sound like he disrespectful as fuck off camera. Like there was, like listening to his conversations, even, and he, and he, he, he listened to his conversations with the host. You can hear him trying to manipulate that shit in a direction to paint a view of himself that isn't real. But the other thing is just his, his, his arrogantness is present Mm. it's so fucking present and the mistakes he made are those of an arrogant ass nigga they are not mistakes where he was even trying to hide it my niggas them niggas sent like 14 what did he say like fourteen thousand text messages on government Mm -hmm. issued pagers nasty ass oh nasty ass shit what the fuck are you like this nigga went out and brought a thirty thousand dollar navigator well, after he he said that he was cutting like fifteen or twenty percent of the workforce, what the fuck, dog? Like it was every time that that's one of the, like I love that podcast because I'm listening to it and I'm just going, nigga, you are trying to get caught. And the argument for people now who support Kwame is, well, if it was a white person, because white mayor's been doing the same shit. This ain't nothing new. The problem is you niggas get into this situation and y'all think y'all white and y'all not white, y'all black. So when they want to bring up RICO charges on you niggas, y'all niggas going to jail. Y'all are going yep. to prison. Okay, because they got the mayor that they had now before I think they, well, no, I think he's still mayor. The mayor that they got now is, is in trouble for the same type. They saying he doing racketeering shit. 
It just so happens that not only is he doing that, but he also kind of racist. So, (laughs) what the fuck, bro? You literally ruined it for a whole community, dog. Like not like you were the face of black people, and you could help, and you did help some people. But also, you have now put those people in Detroit in a worse situation than they were when you were there because now they got a racist white man who's doing racketeering. Thank you, nigga. Oh yeah. Kasim Reed, that that's our the former um, mayor. Oh, he they about to get him. Same shit, same stuff. Cause they be doing that shit. Like listening to Kwame's father talk early in the podcast, they were like Kwame's father and mother ended got a divorce or whatever. And the mama, it was in the in the government too. Yes, she was. I believe she yeah. was. She been working in the government for years. And kind of told Kwame, like, they talked about how she kind of pulled him aside when he won. Like, listen, this shit about to get real. You need to take this seriously. You need to really be a representative. You need to be in that mindset. This is not a joke. And he immediately, it's like, it, it felt like he immediately walked outside and started laughing. Wow. Because like, you figure, you know, as old as she is, all the shit she had to deal with. But you got to look at her. As a black her, woman, you know. You got to look at her from this angle, too. She worked in government, had a son who was mayor in Detroit through some of the hardships and the hardest times and what ended up tripping Kwame up was the nigga she divorced because he kept cheating on her with women so the nigga that ended up putting Kwame in the position that they had all of this shit to even fully go through with the racketeering and get the case gone was damn daddy damn damn daddy and when you listen to him talk when you listen to his dad talk you are like nigga you ain't shit for some of the answers that you are giving to these blame i mean why they gonna come after me though i ain't i ain't really doing nothing i'm kind of just over here doing my own thing and he ain't got no kwame don't know what i'm doing kwame why they try they try to act like that kwame knew what i was doing talking to subcontractors in the city and i'm like bruh how do you how do you go even kwame never touched that none of that money how they go even connect kwame to it Know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? You want nail? I'm like, bruh. This your dad. This your pops, bruh. Like, <laughs> and it's, it ain't even have a phone call of Kwame telling his dad to slow down. Like, hey, I can't say the name of the white boy that you doing some shit with, but you need to chill. And his dad, uh-uh. like, his dad, like, who you talking about? And Kwame, like, you know who I'm talking about. And they literally go through a list of like the white boy with the red pimples. No, no, no. You mean the white boy with the blue collar shirts? No, 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 man. The one with the good shoes. The one with the bad shoes. And they, the oh, cops. Oh, such a nigga. Nigga. <laughs> the cops are listening to oh this. Oh, my God. The cops are listening to this. And, like, the reporter for the radio is is interviewing them. And they're like, we are just listening to this. Like, his dad has no idea who he's talking about. But we know exactly who he's talking about. Because we set this shit up. He's like, it was so amazing to listen to. This is the nigga that ended up being your downfall. Like your major downfall. You'd already been in jail twice. He went to jail for not paying restitution the second time for the money that he stole from the city. <laughs> like my nigga went to jail for the fucking text messages and lying for the perjury and mm-hmm. was stealing money from the city. Got out after like 16 or 18 months or something like that. Moved to Texas. Got a six figure fucking job selling IT services. And was not paying the money that he owed the city of Detroit that he was obligated to pay on his parole as well. So they ended up putting his ass back in prison. 
<laughs> then he gets out and this whole racketeering shit starts. I was like, nigga. <laughs> Bro. <sighs> Bro. What it's like you can't even make this shit up. What are you doing, bro? Wow. It's a good it's such a good ass podcast because it just it starts in the very beginning and it goes all the way to the end. To now. To was, now. I think they did they said they did research on that for like a year and a half or something. Like they it took them like a year or two years to put that podcast together. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. Man. Just going through all you mm-hmm. know, all that stuff. Trying to find a lead and talking, just talking to people. Getting them to talk, dog. Like, once you find them, then you got to get them to talk. You got to pursue them. Your questions need to be right. Yeah, you got to edit it all. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. That's so much more work than I'm willing to do. <laughs> it's a lot. And usually when they do, like, I know, I think that they said when they did the, um, the house stuff works for the Atlanta child murderers, didn't, I think they said two years it took them to compose all that stuff they still did a terrible job with that my boy that was narrating that shit constantly got on my nerves constantly but ironically you know they reopened a lot they they reopened it here and um even though they they keep saying like they have a hotline because they actually were talking about it this morning um on the news saying that um they found some more discrepancies with um i guess some of the children that ended up being missing and or you know missing have not been found or you know like missing found and you know of course they were deceased but um like it wasn't i guess it didn't fit the mo that they already have for wayne williams and stuff like that so um because i know that was one thing with the new mayor she she reopened the case but um they have a hotline Hmm. I was like, oh, I know that hotline is right. They gotta have some of the best calls. You like the person who gets to sit. I was like, you got old people. Like these are people now. You figure at the least in like their forties. Because this happened, I know, like a year or two between what nineteen eighty, like seventy nine and eighty one. It was a. It was definitely in like eighties, like early eighties. Yeah, I know it was before I was born. But you know, you figure how old they are now. And, you know, 50s, 60s, 50s probably at the minimum, calling in, talking about what they remembered in 79. <laughs> oh, my God. You can't use none of them facts. I don't, like, you, you can't, can't use it. You can't use none of that shit. I, you just can't. No. You know what I'm saying? They can't use eyewitnesses, eyewitnesses from two weeks ago. How are you going to use hearsay from 30 years ago 35 <laughs> years ago you can't do that can't right do that shit. and then if you're trying to say like oh well you know and then the city and it's so crazy because especially you know if they're they said they're also trying to find um you know i guess the remains of some of the missing children and i was like you know how much atlanta how much atlanta has changed since then Ooh. that stuff is gone like you know Built over, that dirt is gone. Like, you know. They've had those cases where people come back and they've like, I can't remember what it was, but they had found bones in an area, a construction crew that was doing digging there, and they completely like got rid of the that shit, just tossed it. All all that's evidence. All that's murder evidence. Gone. Gone. So you imagine how much building they've done in Atlanta in those areas over the time period. That shit is mm-hmm. gone. It's gone. It's absolutely gone. Like built and rebuilt, Mm -hmm. you know, 
it, it's absolutely gone. Yeah, like I've we've had like I remember they um the Gilliard Auditorium, which is in Charleston, and it's an old old uh, coliseum, like a small one. Um, they, I think they were going to remodel it, and then they ended up finding like all these you know uh, bones, and then they found like a graveyard that was I think it dated back to slaves, which you know with Charleston it's not surprising. And you know they just build, you know how you know people do they'll just build over it, and that's pretty much what they did. But yeah, you know a lot of stuff got digged out, so you know it wasn't even it was like a partial. But they're thinking like it probably was much bigger than that. But you know they digged it out; it's gone. Mm. Yeah, I look. I believe all that shit. That's just going back. We gonna find evidence. I'm sorry, I just don't. I don't fucking believe it. And uh. Yeah, um, good luck to him in that hotline because it's some it's some hot mess ass calls on there. I want to know who is <laughs> who got deemed responsible for uh, listening to the calls on the hotline. That nigga's not making enough. Whoever it is, <laughs> not making enough money. But I'm calls. sure it is it is frustrating slash entertaining. Some to some degree, because I because you know country niggas can get long winded too. So I'm pretty sure some of them calls. <laughs> Is just trailing off like niggas lost in thought and coherence. Oh, and they no comprehension. drunk and they. Oh, I'm gonna call the hotline. I remember. Something. I remembered something. I tripped and fell down the steps and hit my neck, and I remember now. Back in 1982, <laughs> it was a hot summer Sunday. I'm like, bro, no, don't do this. You've been drinking that. You've been drinking that OE again. Don't do it. Don't call down there. That OE got you lit. Don't do that. Don't call down there. Take you back in time. Don't do that. Don't call down there. <laughs> I got to man it's for the kid I gotta do it for the kids don't do it <laughs> the kids don't need you don't do it no child left behind nigga no, no child left. oh god Um, I don't know what's going on with no name but she had to cancel like her whole summer tour shit due to she oh. said health issues oh health issues that's what she say no, it doesn't seem oh. like anything like life-threatening it just she's dealing with something and she was kind of you know being funny about it in the way that she presented it but yeah she had to cancel her whole summer tour oh well whatever it is i hope it gets better yep now your health comes first so oh that's sad to hear hey bruh this this story about andre 3000 playing a flute in an airport for 40 minutes and nobody realizing it was him just to me, it's just a prime example of how much white people actually care about black artists and black music. Now, I I saw the I saw the post, but I, what airport was it in? Uh, what is, what let is, me see if I can find the details. Because remember, when well, you weren't there, I don't know why I just said remember. I'm sorry. When we saw him in fucking San Diego, it was immediate. It was not like, oh, I think that nigga's Andre 3000. We were having a conversation. I saw that nigga from like 20 feet away and I was like, yo. And everybody was like, what are you staring at? And I'm like, nigga, nigga, nigga. That's Andre. Andre who? <laughs> nigga, that's Andre. That is Andre 3000 right there. This nigga think because he put a fitted on it. I'm not going to know that's him. Eight, why is a Georgia <laughs> nigga, just Georgia ass looking nigga in San Diego? That's Andre. There, I mean. Come on, bro. In Atlanta. 
they do the same thing. And this is where this nigga lives. He lives in Stone Mountain. It's Andre. He, he gets the same. He right. He gets the same. Big boy. Like they they all get like they get the treatment. Like, yeah, you might seem like, oh, that's Andre, but it's not gonna be like you still know who he is, even if you decide not to approach him, you know, or even if you see him in passing. But, you know, I remember it was a big thing. One of the nurses saw him um, and his son at uh, P.F. Chang's um, around the corner for me and, like, made a big stink about it. And the whole, she said the whole restaurant did. Of course, because it's Andre. It's Andre, right? And his son looks exactly like him. Because, so, he, because it's baby Andre. Because uh, it's baby Andre. I don't. This bro, it real. I mean, it's like a split in image. Deidre, like I'm, I'm telling y'all, I'm telling you, these white people at Comic Con in San Diego could not figure out why the only group of black people sitting at the bar on one of the most popular days in the hotel was wigging out over this random black dude that just walked into the bar area and was taking pictures with him. I mean, it is celebrities walking everywhere and they trip over seeing them, but fucking Andre Two Thousand walks in and everybody's just like. I don't understand what the big deal is. Like, why are they tripping? It was the it was the most you white people really are not fans of these artists, are you? Like, if he started saying hey, if he started saying hey y'all, would you then know who he was? Because that's absolutely fucking ridiculous. You can see a no name actor from one of your favorite television shows or what television show did you watch? You'll see them and you'll be like, oh my god, and you'll lose your fucking mind. Andre 3000 comes in, got y'all parents singing, hey, y'all, and y'all don't know who he is. Y'all don't know who this man is? Wow. Y'all parents know Miss Jackson. Wow. Br- ma'am. If he just if he just came in and been like, ooh, all the white people would have been like, oh, my God, is that is that is that our cast? Is that our <laughs> right. cast? <laughs> but no, like, so the article says that imagine walking through the airport and hearing someone playing the flute, which already he drawing attention to himself because niggas playing the flute in the airport, everybody gonna look at him. Antonio, Antonia, who is a radio, and she just so happens to be a radio producer for NPR's Latino USA. Oh, oh! According of course. To, was walking through what appears to be LAX, so he's in LA, on Friday when she saw a man playing the flute, tweeted she was losing her mind because she thought the man playing the flute for 40 minutes was Andre 3000. And I'm telling you, Deidre, it took me 40 seconds of looking at a nigga that was 20 feet away to know it was Andre. He didn't need to be playing a flute. He was just walking through the hotel. And I was like, that is Andre. I mean, if you, Andre does not, Andre looks like Andre. Like he doesn't look like anybody else but Andre. So he's very distinct. Had or not, like he, you see him, you like, oh, that's Andre. Like, really? It just it trips me out that you, I can't imagine how many people walked past him and just were like, especially if they were at LAX, or oh, probably like, goodness. why is this Negro playing a flute here? <laughs> and it, it's it, to me, it's like, did he need to come out with a perm and some really outlandish clothing on? For y'all to realize it was him? Is that what it takes? Because that's sad. That's just, that's just fucking sad. With that big ass flute. With a fucking flute. Nigga wasn't whistling to himself. He was playing a whole ass flute for 40 minutes. He probably was cackling. Because he's like, I'm playing this flute. Ain't nobody bothering me. 
but he kind of did the same thing at Comic Con. He walked around the floor taking pictures with people in a in a in cosplay. Same shit Lapita did at Comic Con when she ro- danced around on the fucking floor, causing the scene in a damn Pink Ranger suit. And nobody was knew that that was Lapita. No, she what, had the mask no, on. no. They put Lapita in a fucking Pink Ranger suit, and she was dancing all up and down the floors <laughs> through San Diego Comic Con, and people was watching her, but they didn't know that was Lapita. That's what I'm saying. She didn't have the mask on as the Power Ranger. She just had the suit on. She had the suit and the mask on. No, no, no. She definitely had her face covered. Because Black Panther was there, Black Panther was hosting an event there that day, mm-hmm. so they would have known, they would have recognized her if they saw her. But they had, she was in her suit. Uh, what's the name? Did the same shit. Um, Ryan Reynolds was there for some Deadpool mm-hmm. shit and was walking around taking Deadpool pictures with Deadpools. Andre three thousand was in a big ass suit walking around taking pictures, hugging people. We just happened to see him before he got in the suit. Wow, and just I mean, just think this now. Like you saw him. You know, or even with the suit, you probably would have kind of known who he was, but he was in the airport regular. Regular looking ass nigga in some black shades, looking like Andre. Not looking right. like nobody else. Just looking like Andre. Just looking like Andre. Looking like Andre. All them folks just walked by. Mm. I don't know That's if y'all I, I don't know if y'all saw this big stink that DJ Khaled is making about not beating Tyler on the billboards. Oh yeah, he is. He's pitching a full ass, ridiculous fit. Nobody cares about your fucking album. <laughs> like I don't know what his problem is. Like it already like quote unquote bothered him when he got number two spot, but to take it to this extreme is absolutely ridiculous. Well, did you did y'all see what he's doing now or what the label is doing for him? Oh lord. No. Oh Lord! So Rock Nation uh, is calling for bundling to be banned for people who don't know what bundling is. Bundling <gasps> is like when y'all buy when when an artist puts their album on sales, and it's like you get the album plus a T-shirt plus a vinyl copy for like forty bucks. That no, that's they're the saying thing that, that doesn't everybody's count been doing since the beginning of music, like. There, so let me let me just read the story because I I love that this nobody invited you to the party yet someone still invited you to the party ass nigga is really mad about this. So, essentially, Tyler the Creator bundled his stuff with a copy of Igor that I can't even find now on vinyl. I'm really upset because it was a limited it was a limited edition copy of the vinyl. But he mm-hmm. he bundled album he bundled a digital download which is how you do it now you get a free download. Alabama Shakes did it. Um, Childish Gambino did it with his project, the last project. Everybody does it. It is the thing to do, especially with the touring circuit now. It is a way for you to sell merchandise and your album at the same time. It's pretty fucking genius. But so not but so Tyler so Tyler bundled his stuff. You can go on the website to find out what it was because a lot of the bundles are gone now. But he bundled it with, I guess, like shirts and stickers, but it was a vinyl copy as well, et cetera, et cetera. And then DJ Khaled also bundled his album. He bundled it with energy drinks. Oh, Jesus. So now Rock Nation COO Desiree Perez is calling all bundle is calling for all bundling to be banned from the charts. They do not want albums sold with bundled merchandise 
to count towards Billboard album sale numbers, which is super contradictory because that's selling an album. And not only is it selling an album, you're actually charging people more money for the merchandising bundle than if they had just brought the album. If they just paid 10 bucks for the album versus paying $60 for a shirt in the album, you're making more money. So are you saying, I'm just going to take, and not saying that this has anything to do with really with Tyler, but like, I know for Tyler's bundle, you could buy, you bought the album, I mean, you bought the vinyl, you got like a sticker, you got something else, and you got like a digital download of the album also. Right. So are they saying that in a bundle, that counts as two because you get the vinyl and the digital download? I'm not sure. Because if it still only counts as just one, then what's the problem? I don't know. But I'll make the argument, even if it counts as two, does buying them both cover the price of two albums? Because he wasn't charging the price of the vinyl. He's charging way more for the bundles. Yeah, because it's like like a $40 bundle. Yeah, so if people are going... So listen, listen. For people who like are like, I don't understand what you're saying. If you're going to buy an artist's album, you're going to go buy the album. Right. But for you to be like people paying more money for an artist's bundle should not count as an album sale is absolutely ridiculous because you're paying more money for the bundle. You're going out of your way to not just buy the album, but to buy extra shit, which means you were going to buy the album anyway. So how are you saying that that doesn't that should not count towards the charts? But OK, so this is what Perez is saying. Um, she says, quote, that's exactly our position. Perez said when asked by Hits Daily Double of Rock, if Rock Nation favors a bundling ban after its artist DJ Khaled got burned. Music consumption is the only How true. How did he get burned? You not, you didn't make that good of an album. You didn't have no songs out on the radio. Mm-hmm. Like, like you, he did not have stuff that was popping. The only thing you really heard about was that Nipsey Hussle's like one of his final tracks was on the album. And I think that's what he was pushing towards. And like, that video, but like there was not like there was all this play in the like okay. I don't even think he I think that I think he really truly believed that Nipsey uh video and song was gonna catapult him because again it was the last you know last song by Nipsey, last video with Nipsey. Mm-hmm. So since that that gimmick didn't work, that's why he that's why he pitching the fucking fit. Because he didn't do any promotion like he did with the last album. No, I see it. Oh uh, well, nigga. Wow. So um <laughs> so let me let me see. Sorry, I was looking up something else real quick so I get some numbers up here. Like, Let's see. You, like, oh my god. Hold on, I'm let me sorry, let me get this six out. <laughs> it is stupid. Uh Perez says music consumption is the only true metric that should matter. Bundling devalues the art and is demeaning to the artist. It needs to go. And we are urging Billboard to take that step as soon as possible. This is coming from the COO of Rock Nation, which is involved in the music industry from a business standpoint that started this whole bundling shit with the whole touring shit in the first place. And it's not the first time that y'all have done shit to boost album sales, at least with bundling and merchandising, you're actually having people come and pay for it. Actual fans are coming and paying for the bundles. We're not even getting to radio, radio payola. Y'all counting shit like shipping albums to Best Buy as albums sold. Jeezy. 
and the rest of the shit that the industry does to act to push artists to that number one spot or that number two spot on the billboard charts. Y'all been lying about getting money from customers for years. You mad at a nigga like Tyler, the creator for having a number one album in a week where really no other rap albums dropped because his fans actually supported and purchased his merchandising bundles. Seriously? <laughs> That's why you mad because those same niggas didn't give a fuck about DJ Khaled. Fucking the nigga Khaled. who is escorting his child when he should be putting that nigga in daycare <laughs> babies don't sell rap albums unless they biggie like what I don't understand why you mad at Tyler because his fans support him and DJ Khaled doesn't have fans he's just have, has any, have any of you ever met a DJ Khaled fan no absolutely we won't they don't exist there's no, say, he's not a real artist. Like I'm saying, he's not a real artist. What did somebody say? He was an A and R person. He is. He's like an A and R agent. That's all he. I mean, honestly, I was just gonna say that that's all he really is. Because like even like the pop, quote unquote, popular songs, they don't remember DJ Khaled. They remember the artist that did the songs. He's a no, like for him to pitch this big old fit for fucking what, bro. He is like literally crying about this shit. He's crying because Tyler sold more projects than him than got the number one spot. I, I'm I'm a person. I mean, because like you got what the bundles come because you got what you got the ones where they actually put it with clothes you get. You got the ones where if you buy a ticket to a show, you get the free download for the album, all that stuff. I feel like. This it's been doing it for years. I feel like this is a great way to get people to buy your music. Like in the in a time where you're talking about, hey, people aren't buying stuff, but they're gonna shell out this money for a ticket, they're gonna shell out this money for for your clothing that got you on it, all this stuff. This is all still money that's going to you. Now, I have no clue unless the only the only thing I can kind of compare it to is sports, uh, where like if where you where you chart at is going to get you like bonuses or something later or you you know you going to get you know like like in sports like you can get an extra couple million dollars on your contract just by becoming all pro and that's decided by somebody else so if you become that then you become available to have more money Mm-hmm. So some people get this. So sometimes they get they'll get a little, you know, they get a little upset about that. But even it's not that big. It's not that big of a thing. It's like this year, Clay Thompson didn't get All Pro, so he's not um, eligible to get a max contract, which basically took about thirty million out of his pocket if he had just got that one award. Now, if it's something where somebody is cheating this, like, well. I'm gonna say scamming the system basically, and then you get those type of rewards. I can see why you you would be upset, but also everybody does it. Like it's done widely through. I mean, everybody. We're talking everybody. Taylor Swift does it. Like, you know, like if if you anybody who's probably been on a tour in the last five ten years has done it at least once. Mm-hmm. bundle this shit with the ticket bundle this shit with the uh hey y'all come pre-order the album and you get uh you know 
uh this you know you get this shirt or you buy it you buy this shirt that's like forty dollars and you get the album with it especially when it's come di- digital now like i can just give you a download code i ain't got to ship this to nowhere and everything like this and if you stream it like i mean hey i can get i can get some type of sales off of it but like if you, if it's like the billboard is dominating saying hey you get this number one slot you're now getting an extra check i can see why you might be mad but I don't think anybody except for people who make music care about your junk being number one. Like, I'm not looking at junk like, oh, man, that album that came out last week was number one. I got to go listen to it. I look at that like that album was number one because shit else came out. Mm-hmm. That's or what happens a lot of number time, 15 though. And it sounds great. And I'd be like, it sounds great. I'm going to listen to it because it sounds great. <laughs> But that's what happens you know, to a lot of rap artists, especially. They'll get number one in a week, and somebody will be like, "How did they have the number one album? It was the only thing released this week, and then the only name that yeah. people understand." It doesn't. It's not even about album sales, really, because nothing. They had no competition that week, so it depends. This yeah. is this is Tyler's first. This is Tyler's first number one charting album in a release, and just to look at the numbers, okay. So just to look at the numbers, DJ Khaled's album, Father of Ash, Assad. Which again, he is just completely extorting his child to try to sell records now. It's oh, pitiful. I played man, he can't have a second child. <laughs> like, cause you, like, uh, like it's gonna forever be unfair if he has a second child. Here's the like, here, that child's never gonna be. Here's the craziest thing about this nigga's got fifty three thousand features on this album, right? He has guess how many reviews he has on his Wikipedia page for this album? One. He's one. Damn. Guess how many? Let's guess how many? Like guess how many Tyler has? All of them, all of the, all of the top review sites have reviewed his album and have them on their wiki pages. DJ Khaled's album sold, uh, album equivalent units, which is the new term now because they count streaming numbers as well. Album equivalent units, 136,000, 34,000 of which were pure album sales. Tyler creators, Igor did 165,000 album equivalent units. 74,000 of those were pure album sales. That's more than double pure album sales. And they're contesting this like his merchandising somehow doubled his album sales numbers. Like, like somehow they both had the same amount of fans buying their projects, but because Tyler bundled his stuff, remember DJ Khaled also bundled his shit. That's what I'm saying. You bundle your shit with some fuck ass shit. Energy like, drink. Nobody <laughs> wants your like, fucking energy drink, you big man baby. Nobody wants that shit. Oh, punch bowl with legs looking ass nigga. Nobody wanted your fucking album. And you put it with an energy it, drink. Let's talk about how big DJ Khaled is on social media. There are people who follow and know DJ Khaled don't know shit about his music, right? <laughs> and and we one thing we know about DJ Khaled, he's gonna promote himself. Whether it's just him yelling about his album coming out. So anybody that follows him on Snapchat knows that a nigga had an album come out and they still did not listen. Because they're not really fans. Nobody's an actual DJ Khaled fan. Like I mm-hmm. feel like I feel like his album equivalent sales comes from one stream of one pop one or two popular songs. Oh hell yeah. That's what I feel like. like so like you, you that doesn't you help. Put me song, like, him at I all. can't even tell if are you a producer? Like, uh, what did like, you do? <laughs> are you just an orchestrator of talent? Because I, I hear you like it ain't like you get on the jump. Like, did you make the beat? 
did you put things i don't know uh, i feel like you just called a bunch of people it has him as a producer but what does that mean exactly because there's an uh, there's another producer on every one of these songs there's not one song up here that's just produced by him i mean like i don't even feel like he produced like the way like now you saying like you, you got to make all the beat and all that stuff only thing he does i mean i'm not sure somebody would please let me know does he produce like you know just like like uh puffy would produce and stuff like that that's exactly well we know you put well yeah well we know you put stuff together well we know you're like hey i want this i want this i want you to sound like this like i don't know how much he does because all of his stuff just sounds like features like a lot of features like he just got some people to to rap there's no real cohesion on the stuff and he makes some catchy ass songs because he has some catchy you know he has some people singing some catchy hooks him screaming over it it's fine. I mean, his last album won't that good. His last album, he got stuff because of Rihanna. I got a question. Did because Spotify... Rihanna, he took an old beat that everybody was familiar with. Hey, did Spotify get rid of the number of plays songs have? Because uh, I can't see... I'm pulling up artists' albums, and I can't see how many times they've been played or listened to. You mean like I know they did it with the you know like when they had like you go there and you see like the top five and stuff like that. Yeah, where it would say like been played sixty five thousand times or been I can't see that anymore. Maybe is it is it only with their top five? Yeah, I don't think you, I ain't, I ain't never look at it's only with those ones. Okay, I see it under the top five now. Right, so I Earth, mean the song he the song he just put out with Scissor got like thirty million damn. <laughs> Street. I mean, I'm just looking at I'm just looking at Tyler stuff. So for Igor, Tyler's got 84 million for Earthquake, 30 million for I think, 23 million for Running Out of Time, 21 million for New Magic Wand, and 20 million for A Boy Is a Gun. Okay, uh, let's see, DJ Khaled. Which first I got this is the first I mean, time I've ever got, looked him he up. Got 30 million for Just Us. The no brainer junk, even though he put that out, I think that song he put that song out a while ago before the album dropped, which that's his fault. And it's Justin, Bieber. Justin Bieber and Chance, three hundred fifty five million. million. But none of like, his other ones are higher than Tyler's are. Yeah, and that's and that's because like no brainer he put out a while ago, which I remember that song. I remember when they made the video for that song and everything. It's no brainer. Okay, time. it is on the album. I just wanted to see if it was on the album. Yeah. Which would have been perfect to put your album out then, but I don't know. Like you Also, Tyler got more spins than him, more album equivalent spins than him based on with an album that has less tracks. Because we know that DJ Khaled has this thing of loading his albums. Now it's three more songs this time, but still. Like I'm sorry, there just there isn't there isn't the amount of creation of artistry. I mean, you For you to be comparing two artists and be talking about it's about the art. There's no way in fucking hell you're going to try to say that Tyler, the creator's album isn't about the art as much as DJ Khaled's is. No. Like you can go fuck yourself on that one. That's ridiculous. That's like, crazy. I'm not going to argue. Like is DJ Khaled mad because he didn't sell and then probably he got something in his contract that cost him some money. And then because he's mad he didn't get about, number that's one. why he mad. Yeah, he lost the just like, just like Just like Nicki Minaj was mad when she came out and she was like, I, why am I number two? And it's like, girl, you, like, you know, you would you were number two in like one country. Like everything really else you were country. doing pretty good at. Like but it has to it has to be some it has to be 
some money behind it. But then again, I'm like, you, you're not hurting, man. Like, grow up. Like, and, it, and for you to be a business person, a COO in Rock Nation to get involved in this, grow up, please. It's not that, first of all, your artist is acting like a big-ass baby, and now you're helping him act like a big-ass baby, and you're trying to ban something that your artist, Lord, Lord knows, I don't know what the fuck y'all gonna do if you ban merchandising. How's Beyonce gonna make all her money? Because this nigga's making $300 off bundles for t-shirts and socks and giving women a free download. Like, the whole, y'all make more money off bundling with bigger artists under Rock Nation. Then Tyler, the creator, is making under his label just for him. Why are you trying to ban it now? Yeah, I mean, it's been fortunate to you. Like, like again, like, you, it's not a thing like, hey, we're going to do this. We could do this. And it's like playing a game with the little kids. Like, when you, when you friends with somebody, y'all play a game together. And the whole time you had this rule going, right? And then it was benefiting that person, so they were fine with it. And then when you start using it, no, nah, no, nah, man, we can't do we that. Gotta no change more. that up, like, nah, nigga, you've been doing this the whole time. Like, <laughs> what you mean we can't do this no more? I just don't understand yeah, why y'all so mad. And y'all doing this for DJ Khaled. Y'all not doing this for a, res- a respectable artist, like a reputable nigga. Right? Y'all Khaled doing this for Khaled. Fucking yeah. bad. You, 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 yeah, but like for for a CO, like we are tired of this going because it is not working out in our favor this time. <laughs> like, Please be angry with us. How about this? And I'll give y'all a little bit of advice. If y'all worried about making more money off of the artists under your label, maybe you should sign better artists because I'm kind of going through their lineup of people. And, uh, you know, thank God y'all got Rihanna. (laughs) Because there's a whole lot of oops here. You know, like there are niggas with following. Like they got, you know, they got Mustard and they got Big Sean and they got Rihanna, but then there are some other people they have up here. They have another person whose name starts with an R that I'm not going to say anything about. And they've got uh, Ele- Jay Electronica, who is never putting out an album that you'll be able to bundle with any day to make any money off of. It. <laughs> 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 like, you know. Bundle his album with, with what? A million dollars? Because that's uh-huh. like, you know, I'm more yeah. likely to get the money. Y'all have the locks. I still don't understand that. <laughs> you have the locks. Like, Still don't understand that. I thought they had a whole crop of like young people. Oh no, they do. They have Jaden and Willow. Um, they have the dream. He thinks he's young. They have Belly. (laughs) They have little Uzi. This is Rock Nation's current jump. Yes, this is current. Wait, Belly, you mean the singer Belly? No, Belly, the rapper Belly. Yeah, that that light skinned dude. Yeah. Who else they got? Justine Sky. They've got uh Romeo Santos. Santos, isn't that? Who was that? Ain't that? No, I was about to say. Is I that, thought uh, that was what's the name, that, son. I thought it was Lil Romeo. I'm sitting there. Is that Romeo from Steve Harvey? Is that? Is that? Is, <laughs> no, he no. dead. He dead, sir. He got shot in the back <laughs> of the head, sir. Man, I was like, I don't think so. R.I.P. Nigga. He is actually. He is absolutely dead. <laughs> <laughs> like He's like a long He's time ago. Books, He's still counting the books. <laughs> I was like, is that a little Romeo? Romeo P? Wow. No, it's not Romeo. They Who got, else they got, man? They got anybody else? Like, they got is Vic, it just DJ Khaled, DJ Mustard? No, they got they got Vic Mensa. That's it, though. Like, they don't... They ain't got a lot of people, man. They lost a lot of people. You know, like, they lost Hyam. They lost MIA. They lost fucking... Uh, they, they lost... I think they had J. Cole. They lost J. Cole. They lost Meek Mill. 
They they about to lose. Is Ghostface uh, still on there? God, they don't even have Jay Z up here as under Rock Nation. Is Jay Z not under Rock no, Nation? No, he ain't. He ain't never. He was never there. Wow, it's his label. He was like, nah, I, I, I get my yeah, money from yeah, other places. I, I, I do so there. So I, I got my own representation. Like, <laughs> they got Jim Jones but under I here mean, as former I mean, and like, then rap. current. So I guess he came back. They got Rihanna, but she about she about to like she done already opened up her own fashion house. She about to open up her own record label or something like she's she's gonna do something where she owns everything. But the, but the, it doesn't matter because her albums ain't gonna be the shit. No, it looks money. Are they gonna anyway. stop when they be like, hey man, if you buy some of this uh this savage Fenty lingerie, you get the new Rihanna album. Is, is Rihanna? It's like all her stuff, including like her management part of Rock Nation. I have no idea. Now you're asking me questions. That I have I'm not. I wasn't in the board meeting that Wednesday. I have no idea. No, because you know how they'll have it. Bro- they'll have it broken down like this artist is not, and you know it's just managed under Rock Nation. Not oh, so much. No, I don't, that possibly like, could like be like Whale, like Wale. Well, she's still in the Def Jams for sure, like major. I don't know if Rock Nation is her main thing. You know, I'm not sure, but they they can. How about we sign better artists? Which is weird because, well, not weird, it's uh, what a coincidence because there was another article released earlier this week from Rolling Stone. Are the major record companies signing too many artists? Which I thought that question was about 30 years overdue because record companies been signing way too many artists since forever. Like Motown still has a bunch of niggas waiting for their vinyls to be released. Like, hey, bro, when you going to release our, se- our seven inch? Like, what's going on? We just waiting for that twelve inch to drop, sir. Like you're, we're never gonna hear those tunes. They're still singing on the corner. So speaking of that, did y'all listen to the Prince demos? Mm, I didn't. I didn't either. Oh, what, what? I don't have title, but I, I, I don't know why I thought was it was only be... up there. It was only. I on think t- it's only on there. Yeah. yeah. You might not have title, but you can get to dial. I heard it's cheaper. <laughs> oh Jesus, Lord. <laughs> I'm not dealing at all. Uh, wonderful, sir. Wonderful. What? I didn't do nothing. I have. Sure. I have to doubt. I haven't listened to it. I just, I just haven't taken any time to listen to it. To doubt. I've been watching Boy Meets. I've been watching a lot of Boy Meets World. So that's what I've been doing with my time. <laughs> Okay, that was random. It is. That's what I've been doing. That's what I've been doing. Random. Hulu put it there. I'm watching it. <laughs> that segue. Okay. Um, no, that's no. I'm saying that's literally what I've been doing all week. I haven't been doing anything else. <laughs> been doing shit else. Like I thought today, I was like, "What have I done this week?" Nothing. So funny. <laughs> I got to do more. I got to get like. Got to get my life together. Do you? Yeah. For this article is weird. They're talking about how much money they spend. They said, according to a report backed by the U.S. Music Trade Group, RIA, major record companies signed a total of 658 acts, a number up 12% over 2014. In 2019, that figure must have grown yet again. Even at its 2017 level, it, it suggests that the major record companies across Universal, Sony, and Warner are signing somewhere close to an average of two artists every day. I'm about to drop my record, dog. I'm going to get signed. I got at least 14 attempts every week to get signed. (laughs) Globally, these same record companies spent $4.1 billion on A&R. 
This is where Khaled is making his money from his album. This works out at approximately $11 million per day. Just to run that by you again, $11 million being spent every 24 hours to sign nearly two artists a day or more than 50 artists each month. What the fuck? Which then leads me to ask, how much money are y'all spending on artist development? Y'all spending $11 million a day to find new artists. How much are y'all spending to actually turn them into a solo, a branded product that you could market and sell? Zero. $14.72. Exactly. And this is not a new trend, guys. If you've ever followed music business, music business history, signing too many damn artists for you to develop, deal with, and then put out to make money off of is not a new concept. We are still waiting for albums from artists that never released them and never will. Or artists that were signed for multiple years to labels, never released an album, and then got dropped from that label. What's what I would what I would more like to see is somebody do like an investigative report to find out how many what's the percentage of the artists that were signed by these labels at eleven million dollars a day in A and Ring of the six hundred and fifty eight. How many of them actually became prominent successful artists in the business industry? And to counter with that. How many artists weren't signed to a major mm-hmm. label and ended up becoming successful artists in the music industry that were then later acquired or just used them for distribution? Because I feel like a whole lot of billions of dollars is being wasted to sign a whole bunch of people that y'all do not have room for to actually put out for people to hear. <laughs> like are they giving the artists this money what how what are they spending 11 million dollars a day on they can't even tell you i need that job well i'm just getting a paycheck for finding niggas on the street that can sing and sign them i ain't gotta find niggas on the street i'm just gonna go to soundcloud <laughs> be like mm, do you sound right. good oh yeah you sound good remote a and r deal you want a deal, nigga? Bro, I've been listening to your page all day. You got some heat here, son. All day, son. Fire. <laughs> Number some... five on this job. You got some heat here, son. You trying to get signed? Rocks. We offering $1,000. <laughs> trying to get signed right now. Seven-year right. contract. <laughs> Seven-album contract right now. $1,000. You get, you get free donuts that's in the break room. We're going to put you on tour with Big Crit. You're going to be his opener. Got you. That's bro. right. Oh, crit! I don't know what to do about him. I, f- I see a lot of people excited about this new crit album that's coming. I am not one of them. I'm not like I was. I was talking to my uh, friend the other day, and she's like, humo- she's a humongous crit, like you know, fan. And she even said she was like, "Dude, I don't like this song." I was like, "What?" I tried. You know, yeah. I said, I said. I said it's that sample. I said that just killed it for me. And she's like, Yeah, she said, I just don't like this. She's like, I don't like none of this. She's like, I don't like his hair. I don't like the song. She's like, I don't know how I'm feel about all this. So, you know, he's going on tour and I'm like I'm not getting no tickets to that show. I'm not getting any no, I I'm I am thinking of I'm not sure. 
<laughs> Why? I'm 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 pretty because oh, because it's it's down the street and mine's is down the street it's, too. So it's on a Friday. It's like twenty dollars. Do the old stuff. That's, that's I know that's that's you why can't do I have none of the old tickets. music, dog. So you are gonna listen to so the last really album the and this new shit? Whatever for this new album and from the from the last album, and that is it. He's not gonna do. He'll do like he'll have his DJ do that medley, which is bullshit. Nah. Of old stuff, nah. but you I know, again, which is why I I don't have any tickets. I don't want to see. <laughs> I do. I don't want to see Big Pimp Crit. Okay, like I don't know what he's trying to morph into. He doesn't even look he's like free from the labels, man. Right, but he's, he's free. free. You, you, you saw the video. He's free from the slavery. I won't. I would that not be surprised. Slavery that was the label. I would not be surprised if Crit's next song sounded like "Whoop That Whoop That Trick." Okay, he looked like he's from Tennessee right now, and it's it's kind well, of wigging me out. <laughs> kind of wigging me out of it. How far is Tennessee from Meridian? I don't think it's that far. I don't know. I mean, but... Tennessee and Alabama right on, the, on, right on top of each other. <laughs> I thought he was from Mississippi. He's from Mississippi. Good point. But yes, right. I don't think, I think Meridian, I, I want to say Meridian's not that far from like the the line. So I don't know. All I know I is that it's, like, it's, it's probably a day trip to Tennessee. All I know is that that new song is missing some beat. There's a lot of filler beat that is missing from that song, and I can't. I just, don't. That just sounds like, like a prototype. I, I heard I, when I first heard it on YouTube, I was like, "The fuck!" And then I was like, "Nah, I'm gonna wait until I get in on the train. I have my headphones on." Then I was like, "Nope." And then I played it in the car. I said, "This is not the way." Like, I I couldn't find anything else that do. I know he produced some like R and B stuff. Um. I think he wrote some songs, but I couldn't really find. I was trying to find some other production from him. From Crit? The one point, no, from the the dude DJ Camper to do the producer song. DJ, what's his name? Camper. Camper, like a camper you drive, like yeah. a nigga you don't play Call of Duty with. Camper, like what do you? Yes, is that? yes, sir. Okay. Yes, that camper. Okay. <laughs> 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 you said a camper you split. <laughs> he, he went through all the campers. He I went through all the campers. I had I had like four more, but I just let it go. <laughs> you went through all the campers. I had some more. I appreciate that you didn't go for the obvious like actually camping reference. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Oh, like in the woods? Just like, oh, just the like, just white people in the woods doing this shit. I was niggas. I was about that to say I was about to say niggas that start fires for hot dogs, like that type of camper. Like but I was again, like I said, I had like four more. But I let it go. Let me see. Uh, DJ Camper. Do you have one where he, he's a producer for El Varner's Refill? God, what happened to her? That was another sign that didn't oh, go God. well. I couldn't oh, stand man. Refill. Mm. I just want to know a short monologue. He's a Grammy-nominated producer. Listen, all this is great. Where is music at? <laughs> all of this is great. But where can I listen to a beat that isn't the crit one? <laughs> like that that part I don't know or the refill one like I don't want to listen to that and I don't want to listen like, to I, I, I found a lot of songwriting credits I don't want to listen uh, to anything that he produced for Brandy or Usher or I need to where his fresh shit at I told you it was all, all R&B stuff why did Crit but he says like cause he even says like camper at the beginning of the song a camper Christmas EP did you find this yeah like play, play the beginning of the song 
Wait, did you find this? A Camper Christmas EP? What is this? I, no, no. I had no clue about well, a Camper Christmas. That sounds like a bunker. It a says, Camper Christmas? It says, it says DJ Camper, a Camper Christmas EP, 2015, three songs. <laughs> Look, I'm not making this up. I just found it. I really wow. didn't find this shit. Wow. It is, a, it is available on YouTube. This can't be the same shit. It says DJ Camper, though. Like... <laughs> Look, y'all, this is DJ Camper. I'm sorry. Shit kind of fire, though. I can feel the beat drop. The beat gonna drop. Can't be sped up sample. This shit gonna drop. Oh, that was it. That's the end of that song. Oh, so it's... Yeah, you're saying, like, <laughs> that, drop, that drop was... That drop, I was waiting for the drop, too. We all got caught. We all got caught off guard. Just him playing the piano. Uh, it's for Christmas, so he yes. I mean, I, I play the piano, nigga. I can't be mad at him for wanting to play the piano during Christmas, but not at all. Like play that piano, sure. But I can't find his other stuff where he's not playing the piano for Christmas. <laughs> but instrumentations and performance, writing and arrangement. Is this is this all his stuff? Is yes, I know he did a lot of songwriting. So his name is like, Daryl Camper Jr. And DJ Camper. His writing arrangements, that's one thing. It says writing and arrangement, but it doesn't necessarily say which ones he did. And I'm, let me tell you something. It is some songs up here that I would never listen to. Like, it's some shit with Raven Simone and some new Chris Evans shit, some Trey songs, some Keisha Cole. I'm not listening to none of this R. Kelly song, some Backstreet Boys. Uh, okay, I don't. I just want to find some. He, is he really this old? <laughs> he might actually be. I'm looking at him in this white suit in front in this pic. I gotta send this picture to y'all. This is. <laughs> he looked that old. I gotta send this. Picture. He got an all white linen suit on. He yeah, old. I gotta send this. Listen, look. He got a, he got an all white suit on, no undershirt under the jacket, and a chain. Oh yeah, that's the all white party look. look yeah, yeah, that's old people. He got a beard. You know, old people love their little all white parties. Look, look, y'all, I, I, I put it, I put it in chat. They think they fancy. I was reading something. It was like Macy's, some store, just some random store had an all white, uh, all white sale. Dog, he's not old though. Somebody said this the blackest hell ever. He's not. He's not old though. I found his year, his date of birth. He's not old. It was his date of birth. Uh, May twenty fifth, nineteen ninety. Yeah, that nah. he, uh, he's not old. Y'all see the picture? Look. It's in the chat. So while y'all look at the picture, and I wait for this DJ screen, record producer Daryl Camper was born in May twenty fifth, nineteen ninety five, in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Uh, Camper's musical career. This suit with the with this taco meat out. Okay. <laughs> Camper's musical career began at the tender age of sixteen in two thousand and seven when he landed his first placement, Hood Star, on Bow Wow and Omari's album Face Off. Mm. Mm. Well, how old? Was, okay, 16. sixteen. The album sold one hundred and seven thousand <laughs> copies. I don't know why that information was important. Hold up. That was an album that was a Bow Wow versus Omari. Oh, hell album? yeah. Yeah. Yes, you didn't remember. Them girls was going crazy about that. No, they, yes. no, oh, they weren't because they only sold 107,000 really, copies. <laughs> they weren't going crazy. I really don't remember this. Uh, the same At year. All. 
He signed a publishing deal with AMI. Campus success continued when he received his first Grammy nomination for an R. Kelly album entitled. It was nominated for Best Contemporary Album of the Year. In 2011, Camper co-produced the hit single Marvin and Chardonnay by Big Sean featuring Kanye. Oh, he did. And Roscoe Dash, which charted the charts. I remember that. Yeah, he did uh, L. Varner's Refill, which was nominated for Best R&B Song. He has since received 15 Grammy nominations for his work on other artists, including Best R&B Song, Best R&B Performance for for Tamar Braxton. I didn't even know Tamar did. For Tamar Braxton's Love and War. He also produced songs on several Grammy-nominated albums by artists such as John Legend, Nicki Minaj, and Jay-Z. Here's my thing. Why what songs though? Nigga, thank you. Song. There you go. Why would you list that he did a song on a Bow Wow album with Omarion and a song for El Varner and then go, oh yeah, he also did songs with John Legend, Nicki Minaj, and Jay Z, the three biggest names on this about page. Because right he now. didn't do their songs. Exactly. He did some arrangements. Exactly. And and that's no shot at him. The kid is clearly talented because he is maneuvering no through shot the industry. At that. Like, do your thing. Show your come up. But I just wanted like I just wanted to route and all those songs, all those those things I found earlier that he worked on, he did those. So um let's see. For Nicki Minaj, it is favorite. For Neo, it's integrity, it's make it easy, it's everybody loves you. Him, him and Neo have a real relationship. Uh for Pusha T, it's hold on. He did one with Ro James. He did a song with Estelle, True Romance. He did four songs for her. He did two songs for Chrisette, one song for Chris Brown, two songs for Sean, one song for Backstreet. This is just all this. So when I say he did songs, I'm saying that he was involved in them somehow. Uh, they got Jay-Z somewhere in America, but we know he didn't produce that because when that song was a hit, they were all over who was behind the production on that, and it wasn't him. Because mm-hmm. I would definitely know his name if he did somewhere in America, like if he had done the the major production on somewhere in America. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, this um I don't I don't know what to think about. I mean, I, I really don't know how to assess this shit because I don't have anything where just him just he produced it. Like you were saying yeah, earlier. It's always co production. Right. Uh he did Trey Song's Pretty Girl Likes. Like I don't know where I can gauge his solo producing abilities. And if I can only gauge it off of that crit song, well, I really don't know how to, I don't know what else to say other than that. I feel like that beat is lackluster and incomplete. So I, it, it's, it's horrible. Putting it in the whip it's did not so help horrible. It made it worse. Listening to it in my car made it worse. It did. It really, really did. Like, I just, it doesn't make it, like, I, you know, because how long has it been since his last, that was like two, three years? No, it's two years, I think, at the most. Two years. It couldn't have been three years And that's already. what your new song is? Oh, it's just, I was like, what is going on? But I think the last one was 2016 when it came out. Was it? Jesus Christ. Let me see. Bro, that's bad when I can't remember the last time a crit album came out. And it was like, it wasn't like 10 years ago. Because it was the double album. The double album, yeah. Let's see. Great, great, great. 2016? Yeah. God damn. Came out. No, 2017. Okay, good. Then I wasn't wrong. 
October 2017. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, there you go. Okay, so I wasn't tripping, but at the same time, I haven't really. I made a playlist for that album. I had to. I couldn't. I couldn't just. I couldn't just straight listen to that John all the way. I had to make a playlist. Um, I don't know. What, I don't. I'm not excited about Crit is here. I'm also. You also have a thing about artists going back and revisiting a prime time in their career to then base an album off of that error in any way and naming an album crit is here is definitely him trying to channel crit was here but that beat and that song ain't it bro right because you think about this is the song you opened up with versus country shit when you first heard it mm-hmm. uh night and day <laughs> like night and fucking if day if you don't have a children <laughs> of the world on that album then i don't understand don't why we're referencing yeah, oh, hometown like, hero with the shit with the with the booby miles like yes, yeah. like bruh, you don't have if if I don't hear some country shitish sounding shit on that new album, I don't. Why are we doing this? I just touched down. Voices, like voices is just amazing. Ugh, nigga, two songs with Curtis. I gotta, I gotta go back and listen to the album, man. Like I haven't listened to the album in a while. Well, he's not allowed to. It, he doesn't own it anymore. He doesn't want you to go <laughs> listen to it. It's not his. <laughs> yeah, all his stuff up until um what's that live from the underground? You gotta go to like Daft Piff and stuff to listen oh, to. Oh, what time and, and, and there's it's sad if you don't have it already, you know. It, it's one of the things like there's nothing wrong with you doing your new music. There's nothing wrong with that. But to deny like your fans and, and people who've been following you from the underground till now to deny them like those songs which are just great songs like it's just why why do that he's not denying them he doesn't own the rights to use them and he had a he had a bad breakup with that label and they're they're punishing him for it and he can't use that music ah that's what i think because i don't think crit is that i don't think crit is dumb enough to be so arrogant as to be like i'm not going to use any of my popular songs on tour anymore because i need a whole fresh start I think that he right. had bad blood with the label. Their breakup was messy. He cannot perform those songs because he does not own the rights to them. Which means he signed a really bad contract. Financially, he might be okay. He talks about being rich a lot. a lot. So financially, he might be okay, but he can't use his best music. And that's a problem. That's a, that's, that's, that's four was he on the contract when he made those first yep. couple mixtapes? Yup. When we had, because when we had, what's the name on the show? He he corrected us in saying those were albums, those were not mixtapes. He was Wally. signed, yeah. While he was like, he was signed when he made Return of Forever and Crit was here. And you can tell, you absolutely can. If no, you go you listen to tell. See Me on Top series and then listen to Crit was here, mm-hmm. night and day, you can hear the difference. So he was signed for those projects that basically made him. It was. At that time, it was Wale. It was like Wale, Kid Cudi, J. Cole, Drake, Crit, Kendrick. And mm-hmm. then it just, he felt like him, it, it, at, at the top right now, it should be, it should be him. It should be him, Kendrick, and Cole with Drake at, on a whole nother level. Well, not, yeah, Drake just on a whole nother level period but it's not and that's sad because 
I would I would say he's more talented lyrically wise than Cole is. Um, production wise, I'm not. I don't know, man. I don't know. If I had to do a crit beats versus Cole beats, I'm probably gonna go with crits beats. Oh, I am. I definitely am. Oh, it's just, it's just, I don't like, you know, when Crit first came out, you know, just all, all creativity that he had, he was so excited because, you know, it was like something you didn't hear before. And then he was so Southern and, you know, he produced so much stuff. So, right, exactly. So much energy, you know, like he channeled, you know, from like UGK and 3-6. But, you know, still, he had his own identity. Like, it was, you know, it was so good. And then, like, it got progressively better. And then, um, oh, what was the third one that came out in 2001? Um, Day. Yes. Like, that was just, to me, like, I think out of all of them, that was, that's probably one of my favorites. Just how great that was. And then it just seemed like once he signed, with Def Jam, it just declined. And like Cat like Cat's Alaska was still I mean, it's still good to me. Um, but in like um Forever is a mighty long time or whatever that last album was, um, that he once he left Def Jam, like it's some songs that I like, not the whole album. Like I don't think it was worth a double disc. But um it just seems like I don't know, it's kinda like he lost himself. Because you see, like, Kendrick, how he evolved, and, like, you saw the progression of how better he got, and I just feel like Crit just, I don't think he knows what he wants to do, in a sense. Like, I don't think he knows what sound he wants to go, and he had it. Like, he had it before he signed a Def Jam. Uh, it's, It's just baffling to me. And I think once he left Def Jam, you know, that was I'm sure one of the reasons why, too, like, he felt like he wasn't making the music that he wanted to make. I mean, Life from the Underground definitely sounded like a commercial album. But you're off now. You don't, you know, you're not, you know, you don't have a label. I mean, you still are making some sort of revenue by producing, you know, for other people. But I just think sound-wise, I just don't think, I don't know if Crit knows what he wants to do. And it's just, like I said, it's really, really sad because he's, I mean, phenomenal artist, phenomenal, you know, musician. And you can tell he's well-respected, you know, among everybody, you know, for that, right? How hardworking he is. But. But, okay. Yeah, so I, ha- I, like, I, I agree. Like, I agree with what you're saying. And that's the same way I feel about him, right? But. Coincidentally, that's the same way I feel about Cole. And look at Cole's success. True. Very true. So it's like, I can't even, I can't even hold, I can't even, I, for, for me, I feel like the, the giving him, it's not really giving him an out, but kind of just labeling it or kind of categorizing it as, as he's lost and he needs to find his sound. I feel like J. Cole is lost and constantly trying to find his sound. And yet he is insanely successful. Is it because he's confident in the sound that he has found lost? Because Crit sounds confident on this song. 
that does not sound confident in itself at all. Like it, it, what would, what would make crit at this point? Crit had a stellar introduction. What would make him bigger at this point? What would he, what, what could he possibly do? Is my Mm. question. Like what, Honestly, it's like, what am I waiting for? Am I waiting for Crit to do something that he is just not going to be able to do or does not, it's not capable of doing? And that where he's at is where he's going to be? Like, this is where he rests? I kind of think, I think this is where it's going to rest because, you know, part of me, in a nutshell, kind of wants the old Crit bag, which is horrible because, you know, we fussed at people at one point when we was like, they was like, oh, we want old Kanye bag. And I mean, I understand people evolve, sounds evolve, stuff like that. And I would think since Crit is so big in music um, that he could he could experiment, but experiment that fit him. I don't know if, if it's because I don't get confidence on that, um, that new song. I just get forcefulness like it's just it's it's just forced like everything feels forced the sample feels forced like everything just felt forced but i don't i i honestly don't know what he could do at this point it's kind of like he had his peak like he had his run it's like once he signed it just really just went downhill i'm interested in seeing who is going to be on this project because there are some artists that he has not been working with. And let me go back and just make sure I'm correct about this. But there are artists that he has not been working with that he came in the game with. And I don't understand why he stopped making music with them because they all pretty much piggybacked off each other. And instead he started making music with other artists that I don't necessarily fuck with like that um, mm-hmm. to a particular degree. So let's say like for the last album, which we might as well now count as the reboot. You know, he's been retconned, so this is his, this, this is his, this is new crit, this is his first album forever, and forever is a mighty long time. And it's two discs, so it's two, it's two discs, it's 22 tracks, it's really no excuse for some people to be missing. But on this album, there's like, there's no dizza, there's no currency, like, there's, there's no... Even somebody like Freddie Gibbs, like there's nobody on here that compliments Crit from an era where we were really, really viable. Like there's no two chains on here. There's no two chains on here. If you got to connect with somebody that's big, if you like, I want to put big artists on my shit. Where is two chains, dog? No, he this, worked with them before. Right, nah. There's on this album. Like you, you went, you went to Grand Hustle and you talked to Ti. Why didn't you talk to Travis? Mm-hmm. And you know, you like Ti is on here and Lloyd is on here and you know, sample of Bun B and Pimp. You know, CeeLo is on Sleepy Green and then the next album is supposed to be you know for the older folks, I guess Jill Scott and Bilal, Robert Glasper, Kenya Harold, Joy. I get it, bro, but I'm like. Who are you trying to connect to at this point? That's that's what I'm missing. I don't I'm not I'm just not I'm not feeling his music as to be very inspiring. And I understand that people are diehard crit fans because I was one of them. But at this point, I'm just kind of like, I'm glad we got forever in a day and return to forever. And crit was here because 
these other albums, whatever he does from this point out, I can, I can, I can be comfortable. Like, and Catalactica, like I can be comfortable with not being a fan of these new of this new stuff and not really checking for him like that because I really don't know who this dude is right. that I'm listening to anymore. When I listened to that song, I was like, that the, the, his whole style of rap on it, everything threw me. I was like, I just don't. Why is he rapping like this? Why is he? Why is he doing any of this? He's so much better than this. Right. I think that's the frustrating part. He's so much better. But who am I to tell him that? Like, if I, like if we was doing an interview, if I was to tell, well, I'm gonna tell him, oh man, you're so much better than this. Why would I do that? <laughs> I'm just it's out of a, it's, and it's out of respect. Not, I'm not trying to be like backhanded when I say that. Well, I'm gonna tell you that you can do so much better than something that you may have been putting your heart into when you was doing it in your mind, right? Like, well, I'm gonna tell you that you could have did better. Best thing I can tell you is it ain't for me. And the best response right. you can give back is it ain't for everybody. Not for everybody. I'm not going to tell you to change direction from what you're doing. I'm just not one of those people that's on the same road that you're traveling down. So it could be me. I feel like it's mm-hmm. you, but it could be me. Like, even the energy, because I did go to when he was touring with the last album, I did go to that. And that's, you know, that's how I found out like he's not doing you know, any of his old stuff. Yeah, I remember um, that. And even like comparing it to even like a like a older, you know, um concert that he had or not even like when he was with Def Jam, like even before he got signed to Def Jam, like the energy was even different when he was on stage. Which is just crazy, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I saw that and I was like, "Oh, quick, got an album out," and then that's how, that's how I felt. It was very dry. I'm completely and turned really- off by the, the whole like the 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 way he's marketing for this project. I'm completely turned off by the photos and the video, mm-hmm. the song, the demeanor. I'm just not mm-hmm. feeling it. Yeah, I'm not here for it. Them braids too, bro. I'm I'm sorry. Those them braids. braids, those they're killing me softly. Like I, you know, I mean, I get it. You experiment with your hair, and like I liked when he grew his hair out. That was I liked fine. When he had an afro, like bomb. But these little these Travis Scott braids, they don't work for they don't work for him for me. They work for him. They no. make him. They make him look like. Like they they make they definitely make him look like a Tennessee nigga. Like I don't know what it is. It just it just reminded me of um the hustle movie that <laughs> fucking uh Terrence oh my god that Terrence Howard did. Hustle, hustle and, and flow. flow. Yeah, he just looked like hustle and flow too all through that video. Like I'm <laughs> I'm expecting him to show up to a show in with those braids with some chromed out shades. In a Burberry short suit, wow! With some Timberlands wow. on, like that's what I'm. Or 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 some Stacey Adam like loafers, dog. Like that's what I'm expecting to see, and it's wigging me out. Because it I makes him look older, number one, and just yeah. it doesn't fit him. Like just all the way around, it just doesn't fit him. I just don't know this crit. I don't either. I'm 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 hoping I am absolutely wrong when the album comes out. But you know, how often are we absolutely wrong? Though, how how often are we absolutely wrong? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, mm. 
I, I can't, I can't co-sign this right now. So this video that he posted on his account, this vulnerability one, like, is this oh, him now? Yeah, is this what he is doing now? Because he's got the fro out and it's picked up. Is this before the dreads? Yeah, that's before. Oh, wow. So he went from <laughs> that to the dreads. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, that was his hair. Like that, the glasses, like all that. That was before he started this these plaids. Because he... I liked him with his hair like that. Because that was like forever... That was like, he had that hair like with his last album. Like I'm looking at his hair and I'm trying to figure out what the fuck berries and juices and shit they putting in it to make it that thick to grow like that. I'm like, what the fuck is in Meridian has got that shit. Berries and juices. Nigga, this is like, what is going on with this coming to America fro and twist he got going on? I'm I'm trying to learn. It looks so good, right? His hair healthy as fuck. Okay. Like that's what I'm trying to learn. And he did, he go put them dread, the braids in there. I was like, what? Why you doing it's like tying the trees leaves down. Mm, I don't understand. <laughs> Flourish, young nigga. Like I loved it. Like his hair was it looked healthy, it was curly, his beard was all glossing, you know. And who else is rocking that? Good. Who else is rocking that look like that to that degree right now as an artist, as a rap artist? Everybody got the dreads or the twist and shit. Like nobody has a, a, a very healthy ass fro with twist like that at the top with the full fucking beard to go with it. Right, the glasses. Like he had the whole look, like the these plaid things. Like I just see like the younger kids doing it. I sound so old saying that, but like the twenty year olds. Like I see them doing it. Like the twenty, like from Cali, I see that, or like Travis Scott, who's been doing it since day one. He should just kept the afro, like even when he had like the straight backs. That was even so much better than these plaids. Because he would have the straight backs, and then, you know, at a certain point, he would take, you know, he would take the braids out, and then he'd have his afro. But. Uh, I don't mm, know. I don't know what this is right now. And I'm so curious, too, because it's coming out um, the 12th of next month. The album is? Yeah, I think oh, it's sure July is. 12th. Yep, July 12th. Crit is here. It's coming. I ain't know it's coming out there soon. I and mean, a no track listing at all. No I'm, track I'm, listing. No other tracks. What is the what did that video? How did that how's that video doing right now? Let me check YouTube and see what that video doing. What is the name of that song? Crit <laughs> uh, here. Yeah, Crit here. That's what. That's right. <laughs> we don't give a fuck about grammar, nigga. Crit here. This, guy, this is me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See this. Ain't, <laughs> This ain't the business, bro. Like, crit, the video has 1.1 million views. That's not. It has 616,000 streams. That's not good either. That's not. It's not. <laughs> no, not for him. Put like, hold up. Put like this. Oh. That energy song he put out, and he just put out randomly when he put it in, he put like three songs together. That uh-huh. got 4 million streams. And that's and that energy yeah. song is much better than that crit here song. But mm. oh, the one with the uh, with I mean, the I'm not, that's, that's, that's not that's not saying I like. No, that no, no, song, no, no. I wasn't saying about that. I was saying about the fact that he can't break ten million streams. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know anymore. Like, I'm looking at his numbers. I'm so sad right now. 
The big big bank has eight million. Nineteen ninety nine has eleven million spins, and Confetti has eight. And these are songs that came out two years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Tyler's Mm -hmm. songs that came out two weeks ago. That Lloyd that Lloyd song broke eleven. Eleven Tyler's songs that came out. Tyler the Creator songs that came out two weeks ago have eighty three million spins. And I'm looking at Big Crit, and I'm like, the thing about when Crit has come out, Crit hasn't, Crit has resonated with with Crit fans. But we don't know that because we can't see the spins for the old songs, Swan, because they took they're not on Spotify no more. So all the shit he did with Luda, we can't see none of them songs. We don't know what the numbers are for those. Remember, at one point he had Crit was here on on Spotify. He had all of them up. Yeah, he had a bunch of them Mm -hmm. up here. We can't see the numbers for him now. All I can see is the numbers based off of the fan, uh, how the fan base is working with him now. And we already know the buzz for Crit ain't high right now. It's mm-hmm. not like it was. It's not like it was then. No. But then again, I ask, but then again, I ask, is the buzz for Tyler, the creator now bigger than it was when like Goblin and Wolf dropped? I mean, he's, he's a person that's always cultivated a fan base, a steady fan base. I Absolutely. Mean, he all, you know, because he still has the uh the um his his festival that happens every year doing other projects, TV shows. Tyler's always put himself out there. Kind of like why aren't you getting production on the creator? Like what happened there? <laughs> Do we have a problem working with gay niggas? Uh bisexual men? Is that is there an issue? <laughs> no, no. But then look what Tyler put out. <laughs> like, oh. yeah, you're right. Look, I mean, look I, what he put out. Like, and for his age, look what he put out. He tw- what is he? Twenty eight. Yeah, he Crit thirty two. Crit thirty two. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell y'all. Like Meg the Stallion, Meg Meg the Stallion. It could make a better crit album right now than crit, and that's driving me insane. Dead ass, no, it's like, driving me insane right ass, now. Like, Dog, and it would be so much fun. like <laughs> I've been oh my, listening to. I'm losing my mind right now. Joint, her new joint and uh, the Tina Snow junk. Oh, Tina Snow like, is forever. Like yeah. you just hit play and just when be I like, tell you she snapped on Tina Montana, like. Y'all, and that beat is fire that, too. Yes, like she rides the shit. fuck out that beat. Beat like. is sick as shit. Like what? Oh, <laughs> you absolutely right. She could make a better girl. What is and happening I, with him? I'm just waiting for the day. Juicy J is like, oh, you know, let's just do a little EP where I just produce everything. Man, listen, I would be like, where, where do you want my coin? Where do you want me? Where do you want them? And like making the stallion, I'm looking at her numbers right now. And her numbers ain't insanely high either. Like they like seven million, fourteen million, six million, three million, two million. Yeah. But she she's, just came I out. Mean, like she just blew Ma- up this Ma- year. Ma- Megan's still said, but... Like she's still on the ground with her stuff. And yeah, I was gonna is... say for somebody who's a lot of people really don't like we know, but in a bigger scheme, you know I'm not gonna lie, that's, I that's found out really good. I found out about Megan from y'all, not y'all directly. I mean, from everybody talking about her in the streets. That's why mm-hmm. I found out about from, I was like, who is this Megan 
this like I kept seeing people saying Megan, Megan, Megan. I was like, who the fuck is Megan? And then I looked it up and I was like, okay, she looks voluptuous. Uh, what is her deal? Like, and she, then I listened to she, her freestyle and I was like, Jesus Christ, okay, I got it. Yeah, I get it. That's what got her. She hit off them freestyles mm-hmm. when she was on like radio station. She was doing the freestyle. That's what she hit, and it was like. I remember seeing her, but like the freestyles would be like, yo, she can rap. But I had never really heard like a song mm-hmm. or anything. And then, you know, when uh when Tina Snow when Tina Snell came out, I still hadn't really listened to it. But it was uh it was my girl really, because she always she she loves looking for uh ratchet women rapping. Like she loves it. <laughs> So like she was like she'll try anybody if it's a ratchet woman, and she was like, I think I got my my uh my ratchet woman idol now. Hey, and I, so she so like so I sat down. I was like, oh yeah, Megan. I said, yeah, Megan can flow. And then when I heard them songs, I was like, yo, this shit is so fire. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I'm still so I'm good. still like when when it comes to like Megan, where I put her at, I put her right. I put her right under old girl from City Girls and Rico Nasty. Like that's where I'm at. No, JT? she. Yeah, JT, not the one that can't rap. The one that can yeah, rap. Yeah, I was gonna say, rap. yeah, let's yeah, JT, no, that makes sense. You ain't talking about I, Miami. I don't know, man. I feel like I'll still put over Girl for City Girls. I can't I can't put over JT. JT nasty. JT the one that got me wanting to listen to these other women. So JT is near and dear to my heart. I can't wait for it to get out. I mean, I, I feel you in that, but like with these two albums, like, gosh, like it's just listen to it. And Rico just a little Rico just a little different for me. Rico my shit, way. dog. Rico be talking but so I like, I like Rico. Rico be talking I like that Rico. shit. Rico got Rico got through and through big dick energy on every track, yo. Yes. But Rico <laughs> also I, I, and I like her I like her voice. Like yes. she just she sound like everybody. She does I mean neither does the other three, but yeah. Oh, Rico no, really like, don't sound like nobody like <laughs> We re- we really comparing money to money to money right here cuz all of them yeah, is money. I you want to listen to all of them you, and be good and be good on it. Yeah, you're gonna have a good time. Just like there's a lot, there's a lot of women in the game doing their thing right and now. And I like that Megan is very friendly, like you know, she reserved. Even though, like, hmm? she's reserved. Like I've seen her in interviews, she's real chill. She's reserved, and she ain't right. snapped and on any But she's really yet. warm as far as for like, cause you know how you kind of see like, oh, it's the, the the whether it's PRB for whatever. Like I, I, I'm glad that that's not with her. You know, she's really big on, you know, like everybody, all the other like women artists. She's, um, you know, she's supportive of them. Like when she's in their city, she's always, you know, having a party, yeah. and she's always telling them to come through. Like I saw her with Ari Lennox. Like she was with her, you know, and stuff like that. Like that's good to see, though, because you know, like I said, you usually see whether it's real or PR, you always see like this beef, just type pretend stuff. bullshit. Uh, it it makes you realize how bad of a like a colleague Nicki Minaj was, because we mm-hmm. kind of get used to just that happening. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like so all, like all of the women now are like are really just open to each other and just like, yo, man, we all out here doing our thing. All of us do our thing a little bit different, and we all kind of fire. Like, so I mean, like, for me, I never, I never took Nicki Minaj as a status quo for that. I always looked at her as this is this is niggas in the industry creating or molding her into this villainous queen that they feel like is the that's their projection 
of women in the rap industry. That that's that because they don't respect women. So, you know, they did it with her. I mean, but this, and they did it with story, Foxy and Kim. Like they just do it but to this, rap this, women for no the reason. The stories that that come out about Nikki from women. Oh no, I'm not saying that she that yeah, that, I mean? that, like, that it's all just their fault. Like, She's definitely trash. Like the stuff that the the stories that come out of how she does that and how she will block people and how she would do that, like that's that's you. No, it's absolutely her. I'm not I'm definitely not taking it away from her. I just feel I just never because of the way she was presented to me from jump, I never took her her the way she interacted with people. Just the just listening to her talk, you can hear the disrespect. It doesn't matter who she's being interviewed by or interviewing with, you can hear the disrespect. And it's it is this New York style way of talking that I do not fuck with. Like I like you I don't I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but if you you know there are times you know if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Where you be talking to a person from New York and you just feel like every word didn't come out of their mouth is disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So and, aggressive. And you be like, I ain't trying to talk to this nigga no more. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just the way they talking to you, the tone, the delivery, everything is mad disrespectful. Right. Not, and then not, it doesn't help the fact that you said it what? doesn't help the fact that, you know, she she's been allowed to to talk like this to other people and it just got worse. You know, adding on on the fact that, you know, at that particular time, like mainstream wise, she was the only, you know, female artist. She was the it girl. It just it just really inflated her ego tremendously. And so like, she really felt like she could talk cash money to folks. No, there's so many women out now that I just be like, like putting together like dream songs with features. Like, what if these two people get a song together? This shit's gonna be—they gonna break the internet. Like, just just having fun with that. Like, I miss. Like, I remember doing that with just like just doing that in general with rappers. Mm-hmm. But the en- the energy that these women are bringing is just crazy. And I don't know if they be beefing or not. I don't hear about it if they do. Because I just don't, honestly, don't pay attention to hip-hop news like that. I'm here for the music. I, I just listen I to the music. I honestly haven't seen anything to be, you know, enough stuff that I look at. I have not, with this group, I have not seen it. I've kind of seen more of, like, yeah, we'll absolutely collaborate. Oh, you know, it's it's more like, yeah, we support each other. Like, I, I'm kind of seeing that more than than the opposite, which is a good thing to see. I honestly think it stopped with Cardi. I think yeah, it stopped when Cardi was did. like, I'm tired of this bullshit. It's bullshit. I'm not trying to fight with y'all. I'm trying to get this money and put this music out. That's all I give a fuck about. While Nikki was trying to still instigate it and drag it on her Apple or her Beats 1 podcast. And I feel like the other women artists in the game saw that shit, saw Cardi's success, saw that Grammy, then saw the resurgence Dang. of artists like Missy coming into the game and being mad respectful and you know linking up with people and being like yo uh, like licky lolly lickaily 47 and shit like connecting with those artists and it's why are we fighting each other at all like why are we beefing at all because it's shit if we as we've seen chung lee didn't sell no records off his beef all them kicks she was throwing ain't connect at all so <laughs> why are we doing this shit though. why are we doing it and I don't think any of them had a reason to do it in the first place. They always just trying to make music, get on, get played, get seen, get heard, and tour. It's put this, mm-hmm. get this money. So now they're getting this money, and the only people that seem to have problems with them getting this money is niggas. 
<laughs> like I'm just like I, I was really thinking about going to this damn future DJ Mustard Meek Mill tour just because Megan was opening. I mean, so you can go there just to see her and leave. You ain't got to stay. Yeah, I was like, I was like, we'll see, maybe see how much you ain't got to stay. You know what I <laughs> mean? Like for real, like I, I don't want to stay for all that. I wouldn't. If I got photography, I'd go there and take pictures of her and leave. Those would be my best yeah, pictures anyway. Don't waste your money just for that. Nope. She, I mean, and to be honest, like that's another reason why <laughs> Megan is she is forever touring. Like she just got off a tour and then now she back on this one. So you'll see her. Yeah. Don't waste your and, money just to yeah. see her. And and, and look, her. and and I know that I want I'm gonna see a full I want to see a full set. Like she be she be up there straight twerking. Like she be she be like I be sweating when I come off. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, I work on this tour, and the people I've known that that have seen her show, they said it's it's high energy. It's a very good show. I mean, she ain't got no down songs. Like she really she don't. sure don't, and she, she dances her perfect. ass off while she do, while she rapping. So she got the perfect. You trying to get your workout on? You trying to squeeze out that extra rep? Put some Megan on. <laughs> you really? Yep. Put some on. She has a great song. That's why I said on Facebook, I'm just so surprised that there is no um, Chopped and Screwed, especially her from being in Houston. Like, they have one of, like, her earlier album, well, mixtapes, like that, Ron C, Chopped and Screwed, that, but I would say at least Tina Snow. Like, why is there not a Tina Snow Chopped and Screwed? I think you know why. I think you know why. No, we do. Do I? I think it's because it's her. I think it's because she's a woman. I think it's that simple. I think she's torn and she has not been had the time probably to go in the studio and go, yo, we should chop and screw something. And I think well, you see that don't stop that. Like Rossi will just get a mixtape and chop and screw that shit. Cause like, but um, when was the last? Has he? When was what was the last woman's joint he chopped and screwed? I gotta look, but this nigga chopped the screw Whitney Houston, bro. Like, I'm not, right, and I, I, is, I get that, I, I get that, right. But I'm saying, like, when was the last new artist, new woman he chopped and screwed, like project? What is the last new, like, up and coming, up to date, not a I classic mean, I Whitney Houston? I guess for me, more so because she is from Houston. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not even like she's from Cali or she from New York. Like she's from the home of Chopped and Screwed, so it's so just it should have been no good. brainer. Yeah, I know it should be out. Ron, Ron C did her did like did a did an older mixtape, and then it, I mean I can't tell you because like when I see Chopped and Screwed stuff, sometimes it'd be on new stuff, sometimes it should be random shit. They just like we mm-hmm. we chop we we found this old ass shit and we chopped and screwed it. You know what I mean? We we gonna we gonna chop and screw it like I'm like I wouldn't be surprised like we are gonna chop and screw this Elton John y'all because Rocky right. like, like it's, it's just, <laughs> be, it's just I'm not like, just, I'm not random like that shit, I was like wait this is, am I really hearing saving the uh, all my love for you chop and screw right uh, now and it, and it and is it fucking takes, amazing it takes a like you have to be good at it too when you do like a mm-hmm. uh, a woman's voice just for the just just the vocals. Of slowing it mm-hmm. down, you know what I mean? Because you've seen people who do it wrong, and it's be like, "Oh, that sounds horrible." My thing yeah. isn't really even just—I'm not even saying it just be Ron who do it right, even though they're in Houston. You would hope it would be right. 
I'm saying that amount of people that be shopping and screwing records all day long, you should be able to go on that piff and find a lot of these women's records chopped and screwed at this point. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I don't be looking for chopped and screwed stuff. So. Like, it just has to be one of the, like, maybe I'll ask Wally, because I remember I was looking yeah. for something, and I was like, is this chopped and, oh, Sade! Yeah, I look yeah, for chopped and screwed. I was like, um, nobody ain't uh, chopping screwed. He was like, oh, yes, they have. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, like, I, there's certain names I look for when I be like, all right, chop screw because I just want to see what this sounds like. Now, I did find a, I did find a Tina Snow chopped and screwed. I don't know who DJ Young Savage is. Yeah, like you could like, I don't like. This is like mm. you can find a chopped screw. Is it good though? Yeah, I don't, you, you had to go listen to it. I don't know. This nigga know, chopped like, and screwed uh, Igor. Play, like, can, you, can you play a song off of it? I can, and this nigga chopped and screwed Igor, too. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. He, this nigga working too quick. This <laughs> 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 nigga working too fast. <laughs> what's, 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 what song would you like me uh, to play? Do uh, Tina Smoke. Tina Montana. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, we both know Tina Montana. Tina Montana. We go freak everybody now. This beat is so fired up. Like, Yo, Tina Snow going hard on the hoe. Hey, none of these hoes got shit on me. None of these hoes flow sick like me. Heard how I rap wanna spit like me. Now all of these hoes wanna pimp like me. None of these hoes, none of these hoes, none of these hoes. Not not near one of these hoes. Even come close cause they gross like I brought it from my chest. From the back of my throat. Huh. Saying, saying that your body when you ain't. Put you in the field, you a faint. Uh, be pie ass bitch, easy bake. Uh, I bet you're raw dogging with a lame. Uh, fuck, fuck what you heard, what you know. Uh, I never been scared of a hoe. Uh, I'm looking for you, bitch, lay low. Oh, hoes wanna go toe to toe, bitch. Pretty please. How, how want you to come say something to me? I really been itching to go the fuck off. How put this Giuseppe Hill in your mouth? Bitch, bitch, it's Tina Montana. Snatch, snatch off your wig like you Hannah Montana. Bitch, I will put you to sleep, no pajamas. I will flip out in this bitch like a sandal. Hey, yeah. Walk like this, talk like this, look like this. You could never. Uh-uh. All right, what y'all saying? I don't know. Mm. Not bad. Yeah, but it's not horrible. I feel like Ron C could do better. I'm, I'm, I'm not I, I feel like more could have been done. Because you know they do be it's more like Top Screw is a lot of scratching too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's some breaks that could have been done. I don't feel like it's a lot of chopping going on. I think it's just alter like uh, alter the voice. <laughs> Alright, so which song am I playing from this Igor Trap the Screw? Oh man! Oh, earthquake or oh, no, 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 um, um, what? Uh, Puppet? <laughs> do it. Oh, uh, we doing what's uh, good? Yes, that's what I'm trying to think of. What's good? Sorry, bitch, I'm Igor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
That's no. it's, just not, it's just not enough no. beans. Uh, it's just like somebody. He would have done. He would have uh, broken it down. I don't know how many times? No, yeah, you know what I mean. It's like it's like when people like hear about it and they're like, "Oh, this is what I want. Oh, I'm gonna do this," and it's like it's just slowing it down. And it's not just that. No, it's it's some it's a finesse to it. And it is, yeah, it is nerves. a finesse to do chopped and screw. <laughs> like that's why Ron C is like the king of it, because you know, like I said, like Whitney Houston, nigga. Like when I heard, and I think the church today was a Ron C, and I was like, this is amazing, oh fucking amazing. <laughs> but yeah, it it is a skill to chop and screw. So everybody can chop and screw. He did. He really did <laughs> just slow that song down. It just got on my nerves, though. I was like, I can't keep listening to this. Man. That, which that which Houston song was it? He did a whole fucking mixtape. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I remember I when I was did do... mixtape. Did he do saving all my love? I think so. Yeah. So um, I remembered that. One. I don't know. I can't remember what it sounded like. That it was so good. Wait, hold on. It was the greatest hits. He did a chopped and screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see if I can find it. It's so great. He did, this is on, he did, so on the, it's a fuck action 64 tribute to the greatest. He did, um, all the men I need, you give good love, we must have it all, I have nothing, run to you, count on me all at once, where do broken hearts go? A song for you. I will always love you. Exhale. When you believe, I believe in you and me. Same script, just different cast. Heartbreak Hotel. Worth it. My love is your love. I got you. Um, and greatest love of all. Yeah. I think I remember greatest love at all. He scratched the fuck out of that shit. Let me see if it's probably on YouTube. <laughs> Have you heard it, Brandon? I heard it uh, when it first dropped. I didn't listen to it for a lot. I didn't listen to a lot of it, but I did hear it. It's so good. It's so, so good. <laughs> but, you know, uh, oh, they got a, a Michael Jackson chopped and screwed, too. I'm sure that'll be controversial. Uh, It's like the older stuff, too. Um, I would, I would want to see what his voice would sound like, like that. He did, uh, "Lady in My Life," "You Are Not Alone," "Dirty Diana." <laughs> you are not alone. Oh my god, I kind of really want to hear. You are not alone. Drop the screen. <laughs> he did "Human Nature." Who's loving you? She's out of my life. Ben, uh, you, you know how much you can scratch that vocalization on "Human Nature." Right. Oh, oh. that's probably fire. Um. Liberian girl, butterflies, I'll be there. The girl is mine. Man is in the mirror. This shit now. <laughs> Who chopped and screwed this? Ron C. Well, what's it called? Um, it's just you know how he do his fuck his F action or his fuck action mixtapes. So this is fuck action. We got we gotta we gotta play some 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 special <laughs> 56.5 Rest in peace, Michael Jackson. Oh. Try to figure out what song it is Drop stars. You know alone. That's what it sounds like. Another day. Yes. 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 
ako tayo mo. that note we're closing out the podcast <laughs> i feel like this is the best way to go so thank you everybody for listening uh, it has been a wonderful show i appreciate everybody who joins this sports show every week if you want to hear more from us you want to go sign up for premium 40 right now head on over to where's my 40 acres.com it's very easy to sign up for premium 40 and your first month the first trial month is 4.99 after that you go with the regular rate and if you're just like fuck it i already know i get down with y'all like that and i heard that y'all got 200 plus episodes of premium already for me to listen to and go on with and i'm gonna go ahead and just get it done then you want to go ahead and do the nine the 99 for the full year price which gives you two months free and unlimited listens per month so nothing to hold you back you can be able to just hit it hard in the paint i don't know how many podcasts y'all listen to every month but we have a big enough supply for you to kind of just blowing eardrum out trying to go through all of our ratchet ass shit so and for shows coming this month because next month is going to be really funky because i'm going to comic-con for like a week and a half or some shit i'll be in san diego so we will not be podcasting basically for the whole half back half of july so we're talking about from like the 12th through august there will probably not be any podcast episodes from where's my 40 acres i just will not be here to do it but you'll be able to follow me on Instagram and all of that. But I'll give more detail when that time is approaching. So for this month, uh, Twan and I have already done two disaster casts. Thank you, Michael Jackson, for the support in the back. And Deidre, Deidre, where are you at with the X-Men films? Um, I had to work this weekend, so um, I had to halt. But I will be back on this weekend binge watching this. so where wait, 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 oh, I, but where are you at right I now i finished the first one you finished the first been, one okay mm-hmm. so i'll be I feel for you all right so yeah that you, was a lot so, so when, um, you, uh, when you get through the first three that's that's the first weekend that's the first episode we'll do well the first episode for pi avengers x-men y apocalypse is we're going to do the first three X-Men films. So we're talking about X-Men, X2, and Last Stand. We'll review those. And while you're doing that, I'm going to continue my watch in chronological order of the timelines, the movies presented to us, a complete bullshit factor. And I'm going to have to end up watching all of them to get to where you are because the last, the first three films are the last three films. Wow. In the, in the, chrono, in the chronology of what the fuckness. So... But yeah, what we'll do is we'll make the first couple of episodes based on the first three films. 
we'll just discuss those and then you'll jump into the retcon part with first class mm-hmm. and shit but you'll also have to watch some wolverine films so yeah we'll we'll discuss that when we get there um trying to figure out i wanted to do a nostalgia this this, this background month. music i know this, Listen. this is why i'm leaving it off <laughs> i want to do a nostalgia but i'm not sure who to do it for i know we haven't done jay we haven't done nas um i was curious if we would do some dos effects son don't know damn dos effects i was curious if we could i was wondering if we should just do tyler since we just came off talking about Igor, Goblin over. I I listened to Goblin yesterday. Uh, I would love it. Yeah, I, I listened. To, I re-listened to Goblin a few weeks ago. My vote is still for Dos Effects. No, just me. No, only yeah, just no, you, Dos. just you. Um, Twan no, will do his effects. own uh, special effects, Dos Effects, nostalgics. Um, no, I, don't, I ain't alone right now. I don't know what you talking about. Like, <laughs> God damn it, Michael, saying. Beautiful. Yeah, if we do if we do Goblin, we got to do Wolf too because they are so drastically different. Yes, they are. I'm yeah. down. All right, so let's do nostalgia for Goblin and Wolf this month. That note. That note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much, man. Like you, you got to run that back like five, like ten seconds. <laughs> Just hear that note. <laughs> Oh and we're, we're out. We'll holler at y'all next week. Where's my 40 oh. acres? Uh, Premium 40 subscribers, thank you very much. And everybody else listening, if you want to reach out to us, you know what the deal is. Check the, check the show notes for the phone number to call and leave a voicemail or to send us an email. And don't forget, we have merchandise at the store, and it comes bundled with a free episode of Where's My 40 Acres. So we'll holler at y'all next time. Peace. That is beautiful. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was, man. Yo, so he did, I, I said, oh, it might be a chop and screw the rest of the